are using all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations, all my fellow Skywatchers on each part of this globe. We're back live on air once again on this beautiful May 27th or 28th, depending on what part of this beautiful globe you're in tonight. We, of or course, if you're are broadcasting around, don't forget, you know. Correct. Hey, actually, got a question. When you're in the. Uh, if, if you're at the North Pole or the South Pole, depending on which way you step one foot or the other, what time zone are you in? I don't know, but we are broadcasting live from New Logic Studios in Miami, Florida. I am Angel Espino, of course, one of the usual suspects on the show. That guy you heard over there, that's uh, that guy with me. That's my hetero radio life mate, the other guy, Alan Weiler. What's up, buddy? Not much. How are we all doing tonight? Doing pretty, pretty swell. Swell? You actually swell. Well, yes. You know why? I'll tell you why. why? Want to know why? Tell me. Because I've seen it three times now. The Supergirl pilot. No. Oh the Super yeah, Girl I pilot. saw that. Is I, I was a little bit happy about that. I I really was. Um, it's, I was it's a whole bad. lot happy about that. It was really well, good. It, it all depends if they're going to cross over into the CW universe or not. It depends. I don't know they are. I don't think they are. I think they're doing each one of these W or, or DC or whatever the WB whatever shows. They're all going to be like their own separate universes, except for Arrow, well, no, no. Flash, and DC of Legends of Tomorrow. Right. That's going to be its own pocket universe. Shows are right, but how many other shows are there out there that Gotham. are CW? Um, actually, I've been hearing rumors about Gotham crossovers, but you didn't hear me say that. Well, here's one rumor that keeps uh, popping up everywhere on the internet. Right. Tom Welling is supposedly rumored to have been. He uh, already filmed two. it. He already filmed it. He already. Shut up! It. You're lying. Do, do you know what? I, okay, you better tell the audience. Okay, Tom Welling is the actor who played Clark Kent, aka Superman, for ten seasons on Smallville, the right. greatest, or well, I don't know if it's the greatest, but it's the longest running superhero show on TV history. Now, correct. Yes, he has been, of course, for years a fan favorite by the millions uh, for the role of Superman. In fact, the two times that they did Superman, uh, they didn't use him. They, they, they used Brandon Routh in the uh, Superman Returns movie, then they used Henry Cavill in Men of Steel. Both times, guess who the popular choice was online? Tom uh, Welling. Gee, you think Tom yeah. Welling? Uh, there was, uh, uh, I think it was like, uh, some major newspaper did a poll. I can't remember the exact, it was EW or one of these uh, publications. They, did a, right. they ran a poll with uh, five or six actors uh, you know, nominated to play the next Superman. Who would the fans pick? It was right. like 56 or 58% in favor of Tom Welling. Everybody else had like 5%, 10% here. Henry Cavill had like 6%. I mean, he did. He he played it okay. I, I think there was a growth issue, and there were 
some issues with uh, Tom Welling playing Superman because they weren't allowed on the CW to actually use the word Superman. There were there were some copyright infringement issues that the Schusters still owned uh, the rights. I, well, I know yeah, no, it, well, no, what it was was that was the time period when that show was really getting going. I mean, the first two seasons had nothing, no issues with that. But the litigation, the lawsuits with the uh, Schuster uh, family and the Siegel family started around 2003 and four, and then it really got heated over five and six. And that's when the show was like in the middle of its run. So they right. really were like locked down to what they could do. They couldn't show Batman. They couldn't really talk about Superman in certain ways because they didn't know what part of the origin belonged to the, to DC or what belonged to the families, uh, what the court ruling was going to be. In fact, Brian Singer had to go to court and talk to, uh, to a judge, to a jury uh, during that case uh, because he was questioned about Superman Returns. He should have right. gone to court for other reasons concerning that movie, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> No, it made money. Should be arrested. Yeah, he should be arrested for that movie. That movie was terrible. Uh, fine. Uh, well, we're we're not going to get into that that discussion. Horrible I mean, movie. If you guys agree with me, if you guys agree with me, seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. If you don't agree with me, still call in seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. Doesn't matter which way you you know, agree or don't agree. Let's hear your opinions. Now, people are saying, why are they talking about Superman? That's not you know. You well, he's learn. an alien. He's an alien. That's right. The movie's but, about aliens. But, right, but he supposedly film. filmed. Hold on, he filmed the scenes already. He filmed something for which one? He filmed something for a. Uh, I don't want to talk about. I I I I I am really not. I, I, are you stuttering there, uh, son? What's going on? I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he filmed something for uh, the CW for I believe the um, Legends of Tomorrow slash Flash crossover. That well, is see, my understanding. That's been the rumor. I don't know. Maybe it's just a rumor you heard because that's been the rumor that and this is actually a very good rumor, by the way. Uh, and you saw the finale of the Flash. He ends right. up going into the uh, the vortex, the or whatever the time, right. yeah, the time tunnel, or whatever, uh, which is just you know, it's a wormhole uh, because of the events of what happened on the episode. I don't want to give it away because it's a very good finale, and I want people who haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil it for you, but uh, let's just say that whatever happens next season, there's going to be a whole new start to the show, really, because uh, everything that happened at that end pretty much erased the, the entire storyline from the beginning of the show. It's so whatever, reset, yeah, it's resetting. Yeah, resetting. Yeah, it's like rebooting the clock. So the the rumor is that he accidentally crosses into the Smallville universe, and when he is back, you know, when he's out of the uh, the, the wormhole, he lands on Smallville. AKA the TV show Smallville, and you're going to see Clark Kent on Smallville, Lois Lane, you know, the whole cast, or at least as many as they can get. That was the rumor that he's going to be in that universe. But remember, they already have a Justice League type group with a Barry Allen playing the Flash. Well, they have a guy playing Barry Allen. Who played Impulse Kid or the Flash or Kid Flash or whatever they called him on right, the show. Right, he played Kid Flash. Right, same thing. Well, he did, they didn't even name him, at, you know, Flash in that show. Right. So. It'll be interesting to see how things play out on it, to say the least. I'm a little bit more than excited, can you tell? That's the rumor, but here, here's the thing. If they are smart, I mean, I, don't, I would really hate to see multiple actors playing Superman on these different TV shows. Well, it's, uh, it's not that it's going to be multiple actor, actors on TV shows. The, what you really got to worry about is the multiple actors between the shows and the movies. Well, that's that too. I mean, that continuity issues are, is going to be crazy for the fans. What they well, honestly well, should do is have yes one actor no. on TV for all the TV shows. Just one actor. Yes and, hang on. Yes and no, and I'll explain why. After this past week's uh, DC comic books ending of the Convergence uh, comic book uh, arc, 
that has just recently happened. I'm such a geek. Someone sent me the link. Yes, yes. I did not read the whole thing. But Convergence reinstated everything from the 1980s Infinite Crisis on Earth. You know, the uh, Crisis right, on the Infinite, Infinite Crisis. Earth. Right, 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 right. Right. That whole thing turned all the different multiverses into one universe. Right. Well, guess what? Here's the spoiler what? because not enough of you read the comics. Nope, but I haven't read it in a while. The character right. Parallax, who right. is from uh, the Green, Green Lantern, Lantern universe, right. Right, uh, right. reset everything uh, when he went to the planet of time. I don't know the exact name of it, but what they had to do was in order for everyone to survive, they reset the universes. So now you have all the multiverses valid again. So you have the Flash from the 40s. You have different types of Green Lanterns. You have a whole – they reset everything. Flash and Supergirl are still alive. Um, it, it, it just went total wackading hoy. Don't ask me what wackading hoy means. but I uh, don't even honestly want to find out. But they, they, re, no, they no. reset the whole entire thing. Okay. So with that in mind, what will mm-hmm. probably happen is, is – you know, the same way that in the Marvel Universe we have Earth 616 and all through the numbers, and then we have what's called the MCU, which is the Marvel Comics Universe, which is well, that's yeah, that, yeah, but the, that's MCU is different than DC. I mean, there's two different. No, but I'm right saying there, the so. MCU does not correlate to most of the comics well, right. that that Marvel has. The right, same right. way that now that the multiverse has been reinstated, you could actually have, and they've set the. The um, they've set the uh, motion to prove that they can have the multiverses and different characters. So having them bump into Tom Welling in a parallel universe, and you'll notice by the way they showed um, what's is the character's name? Caitlin, the female rocket scientist. Yes, I believe it's okay. Caitlin or Caitlin or something like that. Okay, well if you actually watch him going through the time tunnel, they show her as Miss Frost. Right, I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, they, they showed that. They also showed the um, in the time tunnel that he was running through. They also showed the Flash Museum, but it was a different Flash. It was the old Flash, like the helmet that came through. Right. So, well, if, if the events on here's another thing though, if the events of uh, the finale there wipes out uh, the events of the entire season, basically because of what happened. Uh, again, don't want to give the spoiler. Um, would he wake up? in the small universe or wherever he wakes up in, in the reset universe, but he's going to wake up without any powers because none of that happened. Well, not necessarily so because in all the comic books and all the uh, DC animated comics uh, as well, when the Flash goes through, you know, the the speed force, the time traveling stuff, he retains his power. He always mm. has. I mean, there was one, there's one uh, thing called uh, the Flash Flashpoint. Where... Yeah, no, yeah, no, I know, but here, here's the, the the big difference here with what happens there with Harrison Wells' character. Um, it really makes it so that there's no way any of that could have happened. Well, not necessarily mm-hmm. so, because you don't know what's going to happen with the Legends of Tomorrow. By See, the there's... way, spe- speaking of that, by the way, how cool is it going to be if Tom Welling ends up on that show and he and Brandon Routh are face-to-face on screen? That would be an interesting thing. Uh, plus, <laughs> plus, don't forget you also have uh, Arthur Darville from Doctor Who, who is right. going to be playing one of the lead characters, which I'm really excited about. That show's going to be very cool. It, it'll be interesting to see how they portray all the characters. 
Um, but we're we're off topic because this we is a topic. show about this is a show about the This Euro- is Comic Book Radio on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Or actually uh, excuse me, it's Dark Matter Digital Network. Ooh. We, gotta, we gotta change that by the way, Alan. It's oh. changed. It's a Dark okay. Matter Digital Network. Okay. And um remember that we're only what? How many weeks away? A few weeks away now from uh, the big guy returning, Art Bell. We are so excited for that. July cannot get here any sooner, let me tell you. Cannot uh, wait for July. But let's go on to some uh, UFO-related news because we have Nancy Burns uh, joining us in about 10 minutes. Okay. And uh, there's a couple of links that I sent you there on your Skype, son. And oh, I wanted to go over some... Okay, yeah, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you look I'm gonna make you look at the website, of course. And uh, there's a couple of things here. One is a video which I'm sure you didn't see because, of course, you're picking your nose or or wedge your Listen, I can pick my friends, I can pick my nose, but I can't pick my friend's nose. So there. That's true too. But there's a video there which was very funny. I, I'm pretty sure you saw this one. The UFO spotted inside the U.S. Space Walk of Fame Museum. I have not watched it yet. Jesus. No prepping for the show whatsoever. It says uh, here, normally UFOs are spotted in the sky. However, the U.S. Spacewalk of Fame Museum in, I love this name, Titutsville. Titsville. Titsville. Titusville. Titusville. Yeah, but it's Titsville. Uh, it's in Florida. Caught a UFO inside uh, the actual it's museum. It's in Florida. You live in Florida, and you of can't course. pronounce Titusville. No, because I like the word Titsville. What are you, Cuban or something? What? Yeah. Anyway... It was caught on their surveillance camera. The mysterious orb was caught flying around on two separate occasions in the room full of artifacts from the Mercury and Gemini space programs. Uh, it recently, As recently as May 15th, so this just recently happened, an orb was caught flying through the room, moving out of the frame of the camera and then coming back into view. And I've seen the video. Alan. What do you think? I've seen the video. You want to know what I think? Tell me. Tell me. It's a bug, just a little bug. Most likely, around. nine times out of ten, it is. Yeah, but actually, I would say ninety-nine point nine nine percent of the ch- of the times that I've seen these videos, they turn out to just be bugs. See, I've done a little sky watching. That's why we call this show Sky Watchers Radio. I've also think- done a, a lot of videotaping of different things. You know, some stuff I could talk about on air, and some I can't. Ah, oh, you're such a hoaxer. No, no, not even then. No, anyway. Well, some of that too, by the way. One made. Headlines on YouTube. This one hoax I did pull. I've, I've talked about it before. Just because like, you inhaled some helium and you started no, no, no. to talk like this as you no, put no, no. the air uh, into the you, balloon. You, no, no, you were off that night when I talked about it because it was the, the first night the Rich Giordano was on the show and oh. uh, you you went to bed or I don't know you, you were sleepy that night. I was sleeping. Was that the time yeah. I actually ended up snoring on the phone because you? That is the time. So you were talking. Yes, yes, that's the time. Yeah, folks, he put me to sleep so quickly, it wasn't funny. I was snoring on the microphone. Yeah, Rich is a cool guy. Come on now. Don't, don't be so no, hard no, on that. Rich, no. no, Rich is a cool guy. You're not. Oh, well, that's true, too. Uh, but check this out. Check it. I've seen these kind of videos. I've actually videotaped a few videos where bugs are in the air and they're flying around, and they look just like this orb. Uh, video is very easy to manipulate, especially these surveillance cameras that are not, like, yeah. high definition. This stuff happens all the time. Uh, but it's funny. It says here, Charlie Mars, the president of the U.S. Spacewalk of Fame Museum, told WKMG News, we can't explain it, nor can the person who put it in the system for us. He said that. Okay. Everybody else who has well, any idea about ghost hunting can probably ghost, do yeah. it. But these guys, it's like, yeah, man, I earn my minimum wage job putting in the cameras. Cannot but- do it. 
You can't do it. You can't figure it out. Some of the staff at the museum believe the objects could be floating dust balls. However, Mars says both times the orbs were caught on video. Wait, the wait, lights... wait, 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 wait a minute. The guy's name is Mars. The guy's that oh, should yeah. just yeah. set you <laughs> off right there. You know. Charlie Mars. You know, the guy's name is Mars. Uh, so this, this is both times. Just because of his name. Probably. I'd give him a job just because of his name. Hey, your name is Mars. You're hired. That says both times the orbs were caught on video, the lights and the air conditioning weren't off. Hmm. But well, what know, about you know, the ceiling fan? Hold on. You know, you know who doesn't like the AC or the fans? Who? Bugs. That's right. They hate fans. In fact, you ever? this is a little secret. If you ever want to get a bug out of the room, Turn the uh, AC, crank it up, and turn the fan in. Turn the fan on. Just turn it on. Put it all over the room. Th- there'll be no bugs in about five seconds. They hate that stuff because they don't know what it is. They're like, this gust of thing just coming at me, and it's freezing, and I can't take it. I'm going for cover. And they get the hell away. See, I live in Florida. We have a lot of bugs in Florida. We know how to take care of them. It's either that or we stump on them, and I don't want Peter coming after me because they killed a few cockroaches. What? Okay. They will come right. after you. Peter comes after you for anything. You kill, you kill the ladybug. Oh, Peter's you coming after P- you. You know what Peter should stand for? People eating tasty animals. Oh, I love tasty animals. Now, this is your uh, Mars told uh, WKMG also that there were many items in there that were brought in by people who are no longer with us. They could be coming back to check on it. So now it might not be a UFO. Now, now, it might now, be a ghostly that, apparition. Why are you throwing that out with an accent? That's, That's a little bit of a southern, you know, accent. He's from Florida. Southern like southern. y'all ain't from around here, are ye? Well, Mars says that it would not be the first time they've experienced unbelievable activities since moving into the 100-year-old building in which he currently resides. And he says... Oh, he lives there, too? Yeah, he resides in there, of course. He says... We have had a number of things like that have occurred over the past 10 to 12 years that we don't have an explanation for. We do love speculating about it, though. We love speculating it just so we could get more people coming in the door. Having unexplained phenomenon occurs in the building doesn't scare Mars, though. He welcomes it. Mars says, we love having something come in that it's unexplainable, and it gives us a chance to interchange sell more tickets, and each other's, we all get to talk about it and about the possibilities of what it could be. And sell more <laughs> tickets. Sell more tickets. That's what it's all about, folks. Selling more tickets. Go check out the museum. I'm pretty sure it's cool stuff in there to, to look around and poke you at. You know, we, we, we should do a Skywatchers event where we all go to NASA for a trip. All our listeners, we should, we should host a Skywatchers uh, trip to NASA. What do you guys think? T- Maybe we should call in and tell us what you think. We that should way- go fund that, by the way. You know, uh, you that's think? actually not a bad idea. Yeah, put a little uh, Indiegogo GoFundMe account up there and uh, see if the fans will take us. Where will you take us, folks? To the end of the world. Dun, and dun, beyond. Dun. Now, here's another one. Missouri witness recalls encounter with disc UFO. Oh, that one. Nah, that's right. I was abducted by aliens, and it was terrible. They used a tractor beam on me, and it zapped me right up. And you know how I knew it was a tractor beam? Because it said John Deere on the side. Oh, my. I wonder if it was made on Mars. Mm-mm-mm. Dude, John Deere, you know what a John Deere tractor is, right? Yes, I know. That was a whole part of the joke, man. Okay. I- I'm just trying to understand where you got to the Mars himself. part from that, so... Well, I'm just saying, it's just part of the joke. It's just throwing something from left field. 
Dude, you really need to buy a vowel. It Seriously. was out of left field. You know, I was just throwing it in there, trying to be funny with. You didn't have to ruin the joke, though. I wasn't ruining over. the joke. You ruined you it. Steam for me. roiled over that joke. I steam roiled. I'm rolling over and my... rolling over it. Now check this out. A Missouri witness at Wilcox recalled a UFO incident in 1967. Okay. Wow. He just he says, remembered it. Well, I know. Well, he. He calls it. Who knows how long he's been recalling it. Maybe now he just decided to come forward with it. But it happened in 1967. And he says, uh, when a group of lights were observed at treetop level, according to testimony in case 64989, if you guys want to look that up on Google, that's case number 64989. On the Mutual UFO Network MUFON. Okay. Witnesses are reporting, of course, database. So if you want to do a MUFON case number search up, that'll take you right to that. Or maybe it'll take you to the winning lottery numbers. Who knows? The witness uh, was traveling south along uh, Missouri Highway 71 from uh, Claremont during November 1967 when a small group of white lights were seen parallel and south of the vehicle at the tree level. Must be UFOs and aliens, of course. The sky was dark with no moonlight, and the lights were in the semicircle to my left. It was a street lamp. It was a street lamp, I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. It, it, but look, they're saying it was pulsating lights, right? Folks, we do, we do have a show that's called Sky Watchers because we do believe, but we do – our goal is all, obviously always try and debunk it first, you know, before well, we uh, – Well, that's your goal. My goal is just to make funny voices when I'm talking and reading here. Check this out. The sky was dark with no moonlight, and the lights were arrayed in a semicircle. My left – to my left. Uh, with a pulsating light, this is where it gets kind of interesting. It says, pulsating lights between the four white Klig, uh, Klig? What the hell is a Klig? K-L-I-E-G. You know what that word Klig? Is? I have Klig. no idea. Alright, Klig be, type of white lights. Must be a farming lights. tool of some type. I don't yeah, know. some kind of farming tool. Uh, the witness stated the pulsating light slowly changed colors, but never turned white. But they just said it was white earlier. Anyway, the witnesses described the lights, and he says the killing style lights were evenly spaced in a, in a semicircle, patterns to the left of the pulsating colored lights. The pulsating lights was at an equal distance to the Keelig lights. Well, I don't know what Keelig means, or Keelig, whatever the other word is, uh, with no other lights or craft detailed uh, to the right of this light. Mm. There's a lot of rhyming in that sentence. You notice that? I'm trying to pay attention, but it's hard the way you talk. Well, it's easy if you try. The okay. witness pulled over uh, just north of Wilcox <laughs> and watched the lights for two or three minutes standing outside the vehicle. The lights, uh, they, they said, passed over Highway 71 to north of Wilcox and stopped moving. A car passed directly under the light array and as it hovered over Highway 71. Yay, another UFO report with no evidence corroborating it, just... I saw a light in the sky. Well, hold on. It was, it, it was over it, Highway it, 71. How many years ago? This happened in the 1960s, 1967 now, to be exact. Here's the problem with that then. You know, you got to understand, there were no cameras and, you know, camera phones like we have access to today. Oh, I completely understand that, my uh, my good friend. But here's the problem. Why talk about it then? Because he finally remembered. After all these years, now is when the man remembers? I don't know. Maybe he was having amnesia and deja vu at the same time. I don't know. I'm calling... Sasquatch. Bat Squatch, there you go. Bat Squatch! So you threw me off because you beat me to it. How dare you? You know, you get a whole bunch of grandmas in a row, and then you get a Batman. What do you call that? 
Batch Now check this out. Another uh, baseless uh, news being reported here on Before It's News. It says here, and it claims that a U.S. soldier claimed that he spent 17 years battling aliens on Mars. Um, you know? Yeah, baby. I, I, I'm I'm sorry, folks, but I gotta tell you, the, these people that are claiming that um, we have something on Mars, um, there's more and more possibility that that might actually be real. All right, now check this uh, out. Before I read this story, we're going to get Nancy Burns on the show here for the Nancy Burns experience on Skywatchers Radio. Oh, that's what we're calling it now? Okay. Yes, yes, that's what it is. It's the Nancy Burns experience on Skywatchers Radio. All right. We're good, right? All right. Yeah. Here we go. Nancy Burns, welcome to Skywatchers Radio. Wow. I just slid in the time of it, right? Yes, you're good. You're good. Yeah, we can hear that. Yep. See, because I just had to find... I'm playing around on the Mac machine. I realized that you can have multiple screens now. I forgot that you could do this. So I I buried the poor show that I'm listening to, which is Skywatchers. Good show. So I buried it. I haven't heard about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, It's a little little, little show there. Yeah, and I I wanted to... Because here's the thing. I was out on the web in, in different tabs, and I just put up... Uh-huh. I got for you the Kliegel Brothers, uh, oh. the Kliegel Brothers Universal Electric Stage Lighting Company, Kliegel Lights. Oh, okay. Kliegel so Lights. They do yeah. the lights for the concerts or something? No, no, okay. no. They're from the year one. Whenever you would hear that crunch and the big light would come on, you know, like sort of high up in the on oh, the different parts of the stage, and you and and it's almost like throwing a big switch, like almost a Frankenstein. Yeah, 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 type yeah, yeah. Switch. Yeah. See, because before that, there was a thing called the limelight. And the limelight was literally pots of uh, a lime substance. Saltpeter, I believe, was in it as well. And and it would burn phosphorescently. And that's what they would light at the base of the stage back in the day. Don't Those you 80s that? rock bands really knew how to set it on fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the limelight was literally turn Thank of the you. century, Shakespeare time, thereabouts. Oh, okay. You see? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nancy Burns, if if you were listening to the show, then you were listening to Legal. the uh, last thing I was talking about there before we uh, got you on the show. Yeah, Kliegel Lights. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and also, well, also... After the Kliegel Lights. Clear, after the Kliegel Lights. How to clear a room in Calif- in uh, Florida from bugs. Got that, too. Well, <laughs> oh, you didn't, you didn't hear... Yeah, we're, we're waiting on She didn't hear that. that. Yeah, she, I brought you on on this particular story because I wanted to read it with you on ah, the air. Ah, okay. And this is a, a story I want you to hear because it, it just uh, got posted on the 22nd on beforeitsnews.com. Of course, it doesn't mean anything unless it becomes eh, news, yeah. right? But it's an interesting story. I wanted to hear your okay. take on it. And, and uh, I, brought my own, I brought my own brand of news. Okay, that's always good. That's always okay. good. Okay, so, so read your go. piece. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> U.S. soldier claims that he spent 17 years battling aliens on Mars. Okay, that's the caption here. That's the okay, and, and the soldier's name is? Here, check it out. Hold on. A former U.S. Marine has claimed he spent 17 years as a career, on his career on Mars. The ex-naval uh, inf- infantryman who uses the uh, pseudonym Captain Kyle or Captain K, uh, Captain says he was... Yeah, Captain K. Special says K. He, 
Special K. <laughs> says he was posted <laughs> to the Red Planet to protect five human colonies from indigenous Martian life forms. Serpo. Ah, it's exciting. He claims that he spent he spent nearly three years serving in a secret space fleet run by multinational organization uh, called the Earth Defense Force. I've uh, heard which... this more, I've heard this name more than once, and I've also got to say that um, I think this is there is some validity to this. this oh, come this on. Check this, I, what, secret, this is Sky Watchers Radio. Space, we got to believe in something. Jeez. You know, Nancy, the secret space program, the technology that we have that hasn't been made public, has been around a hell of a lot longer than a lot oh, yeah. of people realize. So, um, do I think? Yeah, but I don't think it's anything like that. I think maybe they've they've taken some close snapshots of a Mars surface. Maybe they they maybe well, know no, about no, wait, water. Hold on. But hold on, hold on, check this out. Hold on. Let me finish the story here before we get sidetracked too far from what the story is. Sorry, it's yes, really good. Faster. That's good. It gets good. Here you go. Okay, now, well, he, he, oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. uh, check this out. He says uh, the, the thing was called, of course, the uh, Earth Defense Force, uh, which recruits military personnel from countries including the U.S., Russia, and China. There's a little picture in there which looks like a model. It doesn't look like it's real. But it says uh, Captain Kyle's testimony reveals that the main human colony on Mars is called Arius Prime, uh, which is located inside a crater. Arius Prime, he says, serves as a headquarters for the Mars Colony Corporation. According to Captain Kai, uh, the air is breathable on the surface of Mars, and the temperatures could be warm at times, he says in testimony released on Exo News TV. Of course, they're legit. Captain by the way, by the way can, I, can, I, can I pause you for a second? Please, and please. please. Oh, um, I have actually, if you look at uh, some of the older photos of people showing photos of the technicians at NASA working on photos for Mars. You actually see the photos in their original color before they're altered, and I hate to break it to you, but there's... Blue skies. A, that's yeah, right, blue skies. Blue I know, I know. Damn straight blue skies. Yeah, blue uh, skies means uh, there's something going on there that's yeah, not red. Yeah, we're not being told, <laughs> and and there was a c- interesting photo of the Mars rover that had sand uh-huh. on its solar panels. I don't know if you guys ever saw that photo. Where oh, yeah, 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 it was cleaned yeah, 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 up. The, yep, it was cleaned up, and it mysteriously- actually looked like the yep. shadow. No, no, no. They caught a- wait, wait, go on. There was the a shadow. shadow of it looked like someone it looked like a person in a spacesuit or, or a light atmospheric spacesuit um, wiping down um, – the rover. Ah, so yeah. was this? Was this? Would this have been a very wide shot of the rover where the wings are sort of outspread? Well, the dust on it, yes. But then there's another photo later on in the day that actually showed um, it was looking at a sand sample, or it was looking at the ground. But you could actually see a shadow of a person, literally right next to it. Well, we have, this one, well we have this picture, really long, it's about six feet long, uh, rolled up like a scroll uh, photograph that we got from JP, uh, JPL. Uh, Our friends at JPL. Yes, yeah. JPL. And yeah, you know, it, we don't have a funny initials for those. I mean, NASA needs, you know, NASA's never straight answer. But, you know, JPL, we don't really have a well, the real story uh, no, of JPL just, just, is, pulling, just pulling your leg. JPL. But the guys, the real story of JPL <laughs> is so <laughs> sexy and so just I mean, pulling your leg. JPL, guys, hold on, hold on, hold on. How sexy is it? It's, yeah, it couldn't it? be any more sexy than say Aliester Crawley and having sex orgies with the wives and trying to impregnate them with the child. In fact, some people believe that not only did JPL uh, Jack Parsons help to usher in the modern rocket era. 
Uh, and he's all over Roswell, not literally, but, you know, um, it didn't explode or anything. But in addition, they suggest that the ceremonies that he did perform out in the desert ushered in the whole UFO space thing because he, he brought in this god that he called Pan, P-A-N. Uh, Pan or Tan? Pan, I First think. First name Peter? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't know about this. Okay, so okay, this is why Angel. uh, When I tell you whatever little news scraps I do have, this is why I believe my show has a chance of success. Because right now I could push a button and send you a little hyperzine, telling in something that ran in UFO magazine, talking about this very stuff. Lots of pictures, lots of fun background. You know, that's useful in a really quick little way. So that you can plug, build a plug, library. Plug. Huh? Yeah, 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 it is. But no, it's not only a plug. It's I'm, I'm racking my brain. Um, there's plug been a lot of UFO. I ha- yeah, I think we have a secret space program that, you know, we really don't. Well, we probably have a secret space program, but I don't do. think we've gone to Mars. I actually I think we've been on Mars since the 60s. Yeah. Uh, yep. I think the Solar Warden program does exist and has and, yeah, for okay. a long time. Well, I also like to think well, personally on the flip side that uh-huh. it was Stanley Kubrick who basically filmed the, the, the uh, moon landing, and that's all no, she, that's she wrote. Wash. No, I love well, that. I, I, I do have a question. You know, I, you know, there was an interesting article I saw on Facebook uh, the other day, and you know, people were actually commenting about uh, the moon landing. Was it real? Was it not? How, right. with no shielding, did we get through the Van Allen belt? No, the, Kuiper, around the, it. the Kuiper the Belt, guys. The one around it. I think it's the Kuiper Belt, right? No, that, the no, it's the Van, no, Allen, it's Van Allen Belt. belt. Radio Van Allen Belt. Okay, Van no, Allen. The, but then also, yeah. supposedly, the actual spacesuit would not fit through the opening of the capsule. Supposedly, anybody could test that for themselves, which I've yeah, never I done. Know about, I don't know about I like that. that I don't yeah, have to have out. a spare yeah. spacesuit, but no, no, you I can don't. go there. You can go there to Arizona, I believe, um, New Mexico, New Mexico, where you can look inside the capsule and everything. It's really fun. I, I have a picture of me in there. I'm pretty sure they figured how to get around that. Anyway, check this out. No. Uh, let me fi- let me finish the story because it gets really good. Hold on. Uh, Captain yeah, Kai so you said say, it, so you say. Hey, no, it gets good. Check this out. It says, uh, Captain Kai here said that he was trained to fly three different types of uh, space fighters in three bombers. Huh? He added, uh, the training took place on a secret moon base called Lunar Operations Command and also on Saturn's moon Titan and oh. in deep space. Okay, now Captain Kai says he retired after a 20-year of tour duty, describing a retirement ceremony on the moon uh, that he claimed was presided by none other than VIPs, uh, including defense uh, or ex-defense uh, secretary Donald Rumsfeld. Yeah, and you know what? So, you can have him on your show, and you just can have at it. After serving 17 years of a 20-year tour of duty, events changed dramatically when virtually all combat personnel from the Mars Defense Force were asked to retrieve an extraterrestrial artifact from a, uh, a cave sacred to the indigenous reptilians. Okay. <laughs> Captain Kai described over a 1,000 men and women were killed in the battle, and only 28 of them survived, including himself. 
lucky bastard. He claims right. that there there were two indigenous uh, species on Mars, both of which were highly intelligent. One of these were reptilian species that were very aggressive in defending its territory. The other one was an insectoid species uh, that was equally capable of protecting its territory. Uh, he said that the indigenous Martians were not particularly interested in expanding their territory, only in maintaining it. Captain K said uh, that as long as the Mars Defense Force and the Mars Colony co- uh, cooperated and did not try to you know, take their territory, the indigenous Martians would be actually uh, a pretty you know, decent and stable uh, you know, so relationship with. Pretty much. In other words, well, don't okay, mess with their Angel, side. Angel, and what is the be good. shred... What is the shred of truth that let you to even think this was worth more than a, a half a second of your time? I'm curious, really. Well, there's a whole podcast on this on this website, uh, beforeitsnews.com, and it's an interesting story. It's called A Story, Nancy. That's all it is. We're talking well, about it. It's also on UFO TV. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, different things on this website well, talking okay, about so it. Okay, so then that leads And look, there's, there's stuff in here which even Alan has heard about. So oh, no, not, I've heard of that about this before. So, it, so this is not sources. something that is, you know, completely out yeah, of left field. Nancy, I've, I've heard about some of the stuff, like, more than a year or two ago. Uh, years well, have you ever heard of Serpo? Yes, I have heard of Project Serpo. Okay, and we, so we ran a uh, an entire magazine on Serpo. And it's one of the few that physically, I believe, might be sold out, or I might have a bunch. I can't remember which. It's sold out on the East Coast. Sold out, and, or you got a bunch. That's a big difference well well sadly sadly uh, and you know this is sad to me sad to anybody hearing this we are still paying for two storage units on the west coast in which there's um i have a small small unit and the magazines are stacked floor to ceiling wall to wall why don't you just take them out to one of the events or just put them up online let people we've done that before and that has proven to be very disheartening um not the right people don't get the magazines and you have to put up with no offense, no offense, Alan. Real, there's some really terrible concert people, con, you know, that go to these things. Yeah. And, right. and then you end up, then you end up just like I do. I'd say I've gone through my fourth burnout. You just, you get burned out. You can't do this anymore because the people are so, so scammy. And that's where I wanted to go. Um, what so you, you know, about. you know what you do? You you just sell them not online, or you sell them online but overseas. In other words, you know. Not for circulation in the states. Well, what I might do, what I might do, uh, is give them out as favors for signing up for Bella Haven. Um, Oh, nice shameless plug. Okay, you got it. Yeah, plug, plug, plug. Because if I give them away, you see, it's not the same as selling them, and I don't think I get in trouble because they really are my property. I'd like to get rid of them, but anyway. So, um, but but see, the thing I wanted to talk about is the ongoing controversy of the Roswell slides. I found, you know, I got, I've got more information. And I also wanted to talk about really quickly uh, Art Bell's current situation as of Bell Gab. And I, I think we'll probably take a break in a second or so, and I'll just check Bell Gab one last time. I don't know. What uh, is I'm telling break? you. No, no, we, we're good. Uh, before we, we got about 15 minutes before break, so we're good. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. basically, which do you want first, uh, Art Bell stuff or Roswell slides? Stuff. Well, I I always go with Art Bell first, young lady. You? So, yeah, okay. Art, come on, it's the man. Okay. He's the man. He is the man. And here's what happened: just in the course of Bell Gab tonight, for example, um, Art Bell uh, announced that he was going to be on. He, okay, the big news all day today is it seems like one by one terrestrial stations are signing up. 
okay, to carry the show. This is amazing stuff, really. <laughs> of course. That's gonna, it's yeah, our bell. That's going to bother some people that are, how shall we say, on the coast. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, did and I so, say that well enough? Yeah, that's exactly. good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Well, and, and so meanwhile, um, a shortwave radio station is going to also be carrying the show. So the show is literally right. going to be on shortwave and every other wave in between. And so Art Bell announced on the forum tonight that he was going to be giving an interview on the shortwave station. Um, and the forum people, not a stupid forum by any stretch of the imagination, they all started to say, well, wait, wait, non-compete, are you sure? Are you? So he went yeah, back. Yeah, shortwave doesn't uh, doesn't. I think yeah. have anything to do no, with No, no, he went back, checked with his lawyer, then came yep. back on the forum and said, nope, not going to do it. And so I had this oh, great he, idea. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Not going to do the shortwave interview before the 20th. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, because just in case that somebody's being, as they say, on the forum. Just to play it safe, yeah. Yeah, can you, can you call people dicks on this network? I think so. Well, you so. just did. You just did. Yeah. I mean, That's a normal word. It, it's too late to ask now. If you it, it, it's one of the, it's, it is one of the seven words you're allowed to say on TV. Oh, now. nice. nice. On yeah, but we're not on TV. We're on, yeah, on the radio. And, and what is it, Titus? Tit, tit, titsville. 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 He was calling it Titsville. Titsville. We almost moved to Titsville, and, and I didn't like the way that looked either on the paper. It's that really Titusville. Tits. There's a Titusville right right down the street from us. Oh, really? Yeah. In fact, uh, there's very historical stuff. But anyway, so okay, so Art Bell. Um, here, so the news is, as you all know, he is going to okay. have a co-host every once in a while. We right. are going to do a show afterward. I uh, had another talk with Angel since my show uh, on Monday night. And I now, think hang I on, hang on, hang on. A so you're you're gonna you're gonna actually be on. I'm, so, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting, <laughs> but you said you're going to have a show after him on the Dark Matter Network or on the PSN Network. No, no this, is, this, this is where it gets this is where it gets uh, confusing. Alan. It gets Here dicey. Nobody knows what's going to be on no the what's going to be on the Dark Matter Network right now. There's this veil of secrecy that's been pulled over. Um, Keith won't tell anything. Uh, redacted the co-host. Uh, <clears throat> how can I, I put mean, it? Wh- whoever gets that slot is going to be. In a great position. I mean, that's right, a great and lots slot. and lots of people are trying to weasel some information out of her. So there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. But basically, what Art Bell is doing, I think, is kind of using. It's sometimes called affectionately the hive mind. Have you ever heard that term? Yes, of course. The we hive mind. The okay, cool. Yeah, we yeah, watch right. Yeah. Right, and also, yeah. uh, locutus, locutus, right? Locutus from Star, Star Trek. Yes, yeah, I was so scared when I that am happened. the cutest of the Borg. Oh, yeah. Uh, I Nancy, I know you were scared, but I hate to break the news to you. <laughs> Fiction. Yes, not real. Fiction. Yeah. Well, we're watching, a- yeah, so anyway. Um, <laughs> so not trying to respond to you, but fiction. Yeah. I know, I know. <sighs> Sorry. So anyway, so Art Bell's coming back. Goose okay, so here, here was an interesting uh, uh, idea. Art Bell's coming back July 20th. And guess who's going to be on the radio right before Art Bell on July 20th? Uh, theater. You, me, theater. Bill, yeah. us. Yeah. Now listen, uh-huh. listen. Therefore, he could uh-huh, have an interview uh-huh. with us or call in, and it wouldn't be non-compete because it's July right. 20th. That's yeah. right. Ta-da. He so could. I, I already on Bell Gap put my, put my little request in. 
So it can be dashed. My hopes can be dashed. But anyway, nobody knows what's going to happen <laughs> after the show. But we want to do this show so badly that we're going to do the show. And I've got a lot of people who seem to think, okay, well, you know, if you can get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and do a show, <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> to <crazy>. it. <laughs> I know. That's all hell. I know. It's just bananas, man. I know. Well, hold but, best you know, of luck I, to you. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm um, I'm still learning my I'm still learning my trade. I'm learning audacity and learning how to do that. So you, you got to learn how to stop playing with things in the background. I know, I know. I knew. I, I do, see. You I have think, like fidgety fingers. Is that what's going on in the back? Because no, you're always I clicking try. on something. Like I meant she got to a bad case of the fidgets. Like yeah, can you like cross your fingers together and just like sit there and talk with? Well, like, see, Bill, Bill and I are sitting on the couch here together right now, and we're passing oh, he, really? the remote control between us. What? Don't try to blame Bill. It's not his fault. No, it's not Bill's fault, but last <laughs> night, oh gosh, after... That wasn't his fault either? Huh. Okay, Angel is so prejudiced. Off, <laughs> what? What, Angel is so prejudiced against women. What, what were you going to say, Mr. No, no, it's not. You're the one clicking. It's nothing to do against women. I love women. No, but... Anyway. Love to sell. Yeah. So, <laughs> so and then, then we get to the slides, the Roswell slides. Ah, oh, yes. Slide Let's get to the Roswell slides, Nancy Burns. And uh, so, so I... Talking about, talking about, you know, stash squash or, ha- or sasquash or... Bat-squash. Or bat squash or shenanigans or, or baloney or... Ho- that's right there. What are we right talking there. about? How did, how, how did we get off to that stuff? The Roswell no, slides. Yeah. Oh, the Roswell slides. Okay, well, here's the thing. Bat squash. Shenanigans. Okay, but there's more. There still is more, and that's kind of what I uh, want to bring up. I want to bring up I as know. a very fruitful conversation that uh, we will not solve the problem of it in tonight's show, but... Probably I'm not, no. Bring it up periodically and have you guys, like, chew on it, like in your man cave after I go, you know, okay. just chew on it a bit. <laughs> hey, and and it's this. Man cave. You're in a man if, cave. This if, is if, if you're offering to give us one, you know, that's a whole nother story. I got a man cave. You've got all the sound effects for a man cave. You already have them. I yeah. have a man cave. See, my show is going to be more feminine. It's going to be it's much more bunker. feminine. Hold on. This is the part where I now have to go, <laughs> I have beautiful sound bites I've been getting and learning about sound bites and stuff. And See, Angel, Nancy, what you, what you yeah. need to do, Nancy, is on your show, you need to have not only yourself and Lusha or what's her name, Lusha, 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 right? Lusha, yeah. Lesha. Uh, not only, but you, you should have like more female co-hosts, like Carla Anderson from Unraveling the Secrets. She should join the show also. It should be like a, like three. Oh, you four, have to give me her name. You know what? There's so many. You have no idea how many it, the, there are. You get like the view after the bell. Exactly. That was what Keith said when I tried to get Keith to kind of climb aboard. He's I mean, very. You're going to go all out. I say Much just more go than all you out. Are. What? Just just go all out if you're going to go all out on that. That's by the way, Car- by the way, uh, speaking of falling asleep on the air. Uh, we talked about that earlier tonight. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Point it out. Rub it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, you reminded me of it earlier. That's why I brought Kel- Carla Anderson on. Uh, she fell asleep on the air on Unraveling the Secrets uh, this past weekend. It was oh. very funny. Very, really? very funny. Really? Oh, my God. It's on the archive. you got to hear it. It's so funny. Oh, yeah, wow. I couldn't edit it out. It was like the guests were talking, and all of a sudden you hear... Wow, I love it. <laughs> and it wasn't a sound effect. No, it wasn't. We're like, what the hell? And, like, we didn't want to yell, you know, because she, she was on the call, but... It was hysterical. Nice. And then the guest was yeah. like talking louder at one point to try to like drown well, out the, Bill, the story. Bill definitely Couldn't fell asleep it. too. Do you remember whose show it was when you fell asleep? I was in England. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was on the boat. Bill was on the road. And I was literally in the, in the um, you know, the bow of a boat where it goes into a sharp V in the front. <clears throat> like yep. a V in the front. 
you yep. know, yep. in a yep. sailboat. Well, that's where the bunks are, and that's where I was tucked in there, and Bill's in England or someplace, and it was an important interview. This was still Roswell, day after Roswell territory, and Bill started to not only fall asleep, he, he, fell, he, he started to snore, and, and it was so embarrassing. You're, you know, if you're married to this person and the, the host was insulted, terribly insulted. <laughs> anyway... But so anyway, so this brings up that's the fun part of ufology, and I, I want to bring up the story you just talked about. You know, the guy. I, I'm a soldier. I've been on Mars. Right. And I would say to you, if you want to learn more about that part of ufology, you you should go to a thing called Camelot something Project Camelot. Oh, Project Project Camelot. of course. Sure. We've of course. Or better seen yet, Project you could Camelot. also take a look at has anybody seen MarsAnomalies.com? Right. No. Oh, I no? found why, this why guy really interesting. Why yeah, not? But, but see, 99.9% of stuff on Project Camelot is untrue, but terribly entertaining. And the, the guy I just mentioned earlier, who was starting to make a name for himself in our little UFO field, went down that road. See, you guys can laugh about the story, but, but person after will. person is going down that road taking this crap seriously, for, for want of a better term. Um, you know. Well, here's the, here's the reason, Nancy. If uh, the person's story, uh, you know, gets really popular, they could go on tour, maybe write a book or two, maybe one day sell a book right to a movie. There's all kinds of possibilities, and none of this stuff can be proven. You know, it's it's yeah, nice but food for you and I, you and I, and the other guy, and Art Bell and Bill. They're all <laughs> we're all in the entertainment business at the end of the day, no matter how you slice Correct. it. And you know that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But it's all a show. But. But oh, there's, there's no but. Diff- really, that's what it is. It's all a show. No, I think it's a huge but. I would not, on purpose, bring somebody on and promote them if I knew they were telling a lie. I have, I always have a shred of hope that they're telling the truth, and I believe that they are, in fact, as they know it. They might be mentally insane, uh, which <laughs> is the only other option. But there's a lot of insane people who are very helpful to the human race. That's probably all the prophets were probably insane, you know. But they're telling us oh, stuff. Maybe yeah, but here's here's the thing: how many how many folks in ufology who are clearly lying and clearly hoaxing uh, go on radio shows online uh, and do the do the rounds? No, I, as I, I like consider to call that a form. Of a lot of them do. No, I, I can. That, that's who I'm calling insane because I that's agree. A, that's why there's that's, certain people that you you would never hear on this show. You would never hear on one of my shows. Certain people that I know for a fact are liars, right. and I have no interest in interviewing these people. I have no right. interest in in having people that talk about Billy Myers, for example. No interest. Because I know right. it, it's it's a lie. There's no interest in that whatsoever for me. Uh, so I would never have somebody on that field. Even Eric Van Daniken, who's very popular amongst ufologists and UFO-related folks, eh, don't, you know, there's not much there. Uh, David Wilcox is another one. I'll name some names. I'm not afraid. Yeah, well, we, I you know, think people we, that I don't believe. We, we pretty much agree. Um, David Icke. Not... David Icke and his reptilians. Well, come now, on, see, he saw David the show Icke's V. He's a fascinating guy. And he's I an kinda... alcoholic. He saw the show V. You know, come on. Let's, let's well, be he's honest. also he saw, a, the, uh... he saw the show V. It was great. I saw it too. He saw reptilians. Well, that reminds me. When you're talking about all the reptilians killed in that battle, I wonder if there's a reptilian memorial day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. we got to go to Dulce, New Mexico to find out. How about oh, that? That's, a, that's a great question, actually. As Bill just said, it's in September. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brownie, uh, tell, yep. him, tell, tell him my comment was that we should uh, go to the memorial in Dulce, New Mexico. We'll get a kick yeah, in Dulce. 
By the way, guys, we have a phone call on the line. A caller just called in. Caller, you're live on Skywatchers Radio. How are you? This is Lou. Hi. This is Lou. Lou? Hi. Lou? Yes. Lou. Welcome to the show. What I want to know is how many people who aren't insane in the way Nancy described are in ufology. Wouldn't that be easier to count? Uh, about a handful. Finding maybe. them is the problem. Yeah. Go ahead and name them. Go ahead and name them. I'm not, I'm not being you mean the, you Myself mean the, not included, obviously, because I'm completely sane. Totally, 100%. No, I, there's so few. Maybe 80%. There's so few. Yeah, but you you're know, talking even, about the... I, see, I would is... even give... I'd give Don von Daniken some kudos. So, I mean, you're drawing a tighter net than I would. And I'm pretty pretty um, sarcastic when it Well, comes when a person comes out and... Yeah, but when a person comes out and says everything is aliens, even when there's uh, written history that is not aliens, uh, that to me kind of says, well, you know, he's just making stuff up. When you're changing history yeah, to fit Charity, your narrative... He, he, he qualifies... Hang on, hang on, hang on. First off, history is written pretty much by the conqueror. So um, we don't know if the, everything that we read in history is accurate. I mean, d- no, I mean, it's not. It, it, so it's does that mean that everyone? Hold on, does that mean that Van Janiken knows more than the historians? I'm or does saying Van Janiken knows more than the historians. Hang on, hang on, hang on. He carefully, hang on, he carefully uh-huh. uses qualifying language. He qu- carefully uses. Yeah, he, could he, this he, be evidence of, a, of an ancient alien? Right, he That's Van Janiken. I'm not saying. Yeah. He, he's he theori- very careful with that, although he says it a thousand times. He, he theorizes. Over over. He does not. No, he, he ends up always saying, it must be aliens. No, it must that's be that's aliens. He, theori- he, he makes his theories and then says, buy my book to find more. Correct. And then in there it says, yeah, it must be the aliens. In this conversation, ha- ever read any Von Daniken book? Actually, I uh, did yeah. a long time ago. Galaxy, far, far north, not that's too far. They're north. pretty <laughs> dense. They're pretty dense to get through. I think. Is uh, it, they're, to they're a tough read. Biotechnology. Eat, eat <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've been lucky to get an awful lot of books in the course of uh, UFO magazine uh, right, for right. review and plug, et cetera. Plug, shameless plug. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's an old publication there, Alan. So I know, but yeah. she's got the extra copies, so she needs the plug. Yeah, well, well, actually, I'm probably sell away, Nancy. Sell away. Could, Nancy, if you want me to sell your <laughs> magazine for you, let me know. I'm probably close to your storage unit. So oh, really? It's cheaper than cheap. Well, I'm in Rancho Cucamonga, so I'm a lot closer than you are. Wherever yeah. you said they, you said they're on the West Coast. Yeah, so if, you if you ever need to arrange down, something, yeah, let's talk offline. Mind, yeah. Well, whenever, whenever. Yeah, because you, the you thing have is, my email address. I do, and we'll, you know, I've been hoping for something like that because it's a simple little fact. Of you have to pass muster with the with the very nice gentleman who runs the facility, and he always has mm-hmm. a parrot, a really, really, really big green parrot, whom he loves, and who okay. is a very, it's a very vicious parrot. So when you walk <laughs> in there, that parrot's gate is open on its little cage; it could claw your eyes out in half a second. It so really if the parrot doesn't. If the parrot doesn't kill you, uh, then he'll work with you. That, that's well, I mean, if the guy, if the guy, did, like for example, sometimes we've had to have people go into our storage and do something for us and find something or something, and the person's got to pass muster with um, the guy with the parrot. Um, Lou, are you? Can, do you I, clean up pretty well? Yeah, I do. But, but I've lost <laughs> buttons to parrot, so I'm, I know to be wary of them. I, what I want yes. to say is, if you want me to ship them all to you, or if you want me to take them to contact in the desert and put them on display for sale, you know, you no, could you know, you know anything the, like that. You know what the thing mm-hmm. is? Somebody has to physically show up there and sort of tell the guy that he's the guy who run, runs the storage facility. Mm-hmm. He promised he would just, um, it's called, uh, you put him on a pallet 
and you strap yes. them. You strap yeah, them right. with um, right, with like shrink wrap. Right. Yes, exactly. And then you put them on the train on a freight train, and then we pick them up at this end and stick them in a storage unit at this end. And then I was Whatever hoping to give well, them away. Yeah, I, I got a freight, Nancy. I got a freight forwarding company that you could use. Oh, that, nice. Um, you know nice. that. Excellent. I work in warehouses. That gives me really great deals so for shipping across the country. Yeah. Great. Well, then this will happen then, and then you guys well, you can, can all. Let me know. Yeah, right. and 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 you'll be honorary members of Bella Haven forever. <laughs> as a, where, as where a thank in California you. is this, by the way? A Marina Del Rey. Okay, because I might be going out to the Del Mar State Fair. Um, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. I don't know. Someone's asked me to be there. Well, um, did this uh, did this did this shakedown of all the soccer people this today? All the uh, soccer coming from FIFA, I think. FIFA, uh, FIFA, FIFA. 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 Yeah. What about FIFA, it? Did that simmer down to where you are, Alan? Uh, I've heard about it, but it doesn't interest me at all. Uh, that is that, that's actually a, a very very messed up thing that's happening there because FIFA has been corrupt for a very long time. But you know why the United States are going after them, right, Nancy? I think because of <laughs> TV rights or because no, of some, no, 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 some no, small operator. Because no, because FIFA for years has been taking uh, illegal. Uh, you know, money from people payoffs. or from countries. Money laundering. Yeah. It's called money no, not, laundering. No, 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 it's not, no, no, it's not money laundering. Listen, they've been taking payouts from different countries to let them host their events. And, you know, they've been, for I think it's like 100 or $200 million. Yeah, but it's called money years. laundering because you're taking away, you know, the countries themselves get the money illegally from drug deals and they have to launder it. They have to... No, that's, not, that, no, that's not the, what they're even talking about, Nancy. There's no none of that. The, the whole point is <laughs> FIFA... FIFA has been – they've been taking bribes for years from countries who want to host the events because there's a lot of money to be made on these events. The United same States – hold on. Yeah, they're the same thing. Yeah, the United, the United, States, they, the United States put a bid for 2017 and 2022 for the next events, and they were turned down. They were given to Russia and like you, Ukraine – Katora, there you go, Katora. So two different countries. That, I mean, the United States, come on. It's only logical to at least you know, host one here. They haven't hosted one here in a very long if time. If you look up So Katora. the United States, yeah, hold on. The United States saw that, and they were like, wait a second. We, you know, we didn't give them any money, so what, maybe that's why they turned us down, because there was always those rumors. They investigated it, and it turned out that, yes, they've been taking money for years. They took money from the country of Qatar. They took money from Russia to host those events, and they weren't given to the United States, which... By the amount of time that's been, you know, since the last time they were hosted in this country, the United States were kind of like, when are, when are we going to get our chance to host an event? So it's basically we got angry at them because they wouldn't play ball with us fairly. And we said, okay, now we're taking all y'all to jail because that's, what, that's how we roll in this country. You don't play by our rules, man, we take you to prison. Indeed. Indeed. Even though they're in another country and they're not really governed by the United States laws. Right. It's funny so how that works, right? you comment more about why you're not willing to come to contact in the desert, I... If you're not, you're not. But I kind of missed the reasoning. You say well, me or Nancy? What? Me, no, Nancy, I'm, who? I'm talking about Nancy. Nancy oh, okay, because I'm not important at all. I, you know, my no, I know, but you're welcome to come here, too. You didn't say you're not coming. Are you coming, Angel? Maybe. Are you coming Maybe to contact not. Desert? I don't feel special well, enough. I'll see you. But when is concert this year? When, when concert? Is contact? This weekend. Wait, no, sorry, concert contact in the weekend. desert. <laughs> this weekend? No, contact. I'm not. Contact. This, I can't make it this weekend. I know that. Well, there's been... Well, the the thing is, uh, it's being uh, – well, how can I t- – if you've made an enemy of the okay. guy who's hosting the conference, and that would be, jo- uh, you know, you know who, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Don't need for yeah. names. Yes, yeah. Um, right. And if you've 
And if you've been backstabbed by the other guy, not that other guy. Not this other guy. guy Not me. Not not me. Not you. Right. So then... He front stabs. He don't backstab. But then meanwhile... If I got a problem with you, you gonna know it. Exactly. And I'll I'll (laughs) even give you a chance to redeem yourself. Before you had anything bad happens. Okay. Now you answered my question. I thought... No, but it's not only that. We were invited, of course. We get invited because Paul Andrews is running the the concert, the conference... And then eventually it, it – and then it got also sponsored by a radio station whose name we don't want to mention because oh, right, 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 these right. are all the different people who are trying to take little chunks out of Art Bell's coattails, right? Right, right, right. right. You know, and so well, Art it's not Bell – not a radio station. You mean a radio show. No, right, no, no, right, no, right. no. There's a station sponsoring Contact in the Desert. Oh, right. And – I mean, but <clears throat> the sad part does about it rhyme with GRA? Does it rhyme with GRA? Yes, it does. Um, yes, it does. Yes, it does. And the okay. and the sad part about it is, you know, the the uh, individuals are great. The people who go to see this, you know, there are fans as well as yeah, they don't know any better. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm disappointed. Yeah. Meet you guys. No, but look, but, uh, the, 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 the casual fan or the casual person that goes to these things, they don't know any better. They don't know who is running the show and, you know, who's a good guy and who's not involved. a good guy. Yeah. yeah, they don't know about the politics. I don't blame any of the people that actually go to these things or look Oh, no, no, no. The, the people, thank God, go to them. Wait, a I have to remove my hang on. I'm going to mute. Okay, I had to take my glasses off because a hair got between my headphones and my glasses, and it's in my eye, and it's driving me crazy. So, and and Angel gets really mad if I squirm around, but there you go. So, Angel, there might be some extra tickets. I heard of. I've heard some people who aren't going. So, who had tickets well, and aren't going? Well, Lou, are you there? Are you? It hasn't started yet, right? It has not. I believe it starts Friday night for speakers, and then I, be, I believe Saturday for Oipoloi, like myself. Yeah. And, uh, well, are you so somebody's going to give uh, the real people outside of the convention a real report? So is that going to be you? Do you think? Do you well, have I'd a blog? Be happy to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, but I can write notes and write a lot of things. Yeah, that'd be fine. That's a good because idea. we're all That's curious. Actually a good idea. What? Even if no one reads it, that's a good idea. A good idea to get started with that. So. Well, I think that you're going to see. Uh, I predict because of you know. Um, okay, so I wanted to tell you about the slide news, the little bit of slide news. I think it's important to okay. our community to hear this, and it's just this. Uh, uh, because uh, Charles Crockett wrote to me and said, have you heard the Whitley Strieber, Linda Moulton Howe, Dreamland episode in which mm-hmm. they interview Jaime Buzan? Just mm-hmm. right, This is after the debacle. And mm-hmm. the three of them are basically saying, actually... That was right. the wrong body. Here's the real body. Oh, and they're sort of starting oh. it up again. Okay? Just well, I knew have... they were supporting or saying, be careful, cautious, wait, let's look at this a little more. But I didn't realize they were saying, look at something else a little more. Well, no, but basically it's, it's the same old thing. I, um, I haven't listened to them in a while. Um, and so I'm kind of wary. I'm always wary. I don't know. I'm, I'm on oh, – anyway. Um, I suggest it's not behind a paywall. I suggest everybody check it out for themselves and see how mm-hmm. far in you can listen because Linda said that in the course of trying to research that one mummy, she found another one. Oh. Okay. Okay, that's okay. a little interesting. She said she found a 12-inch mummy that is a like a perfect replica, and it, there's a ruler beside it. It's 12 inches. 
It's not the same one as, you know. So, you know, I suggest it's interesting. I mean, Jaime, I can't understand because Jaime's basically, I, I've met him a few times um, when we had the magazine. You know, sometimes we would host him a bit when he'd come to this country, that sort of thing. And we've done some work with him and stuff. But basically he's saying, you know, the scientists are slacking on the job. They they haven't gotten the reports to me yet. And that's kind oh. of, uh-huh. So I, I suggest check it out. Um, and and in about 50 or so days, um, the Art Bell show will end up being the center of the universe. And so, <laughs> you know, that's kind of, I think, a black hole that's enveloping the rest of the whole uh, you know, you well, you're my best it. source of news. So yeah. it, it's going to be when real, you... real interesting when he steps back up to the podium and starts talking again, to say the least. <laughs> I, um, hope, I hope he's more cutting edge. I hope he's a little more up on the uh, present day events. I know. Let's put you this way: everybody's going to want to take a nap listening to the other guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, was that over the top for me? I'm oh, just wondering. No, listening to the other guy. What do you mean, take a nap? Everybody's going to fall asleep to the other guy yeah. named oh. Nap. See, take a nap. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Yeah, God, well. I, I just can't be punny with you guys. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Jokes sometimes go over their heads, man. It just it happens, dude. It's, I'm like, he was damn. George Knapp will respond to emails, so I'll give him that. I mean, I, I think he's a great host. He, he does, actually. I'm, in I'm in fact... Sure. I invited George Knapp to be on this show, uh, and uh, he oh. replied back saying, "Hell no, no, I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. No, he, he said, be, yeah. If he, he no, the thing he's, he's, you know, he's already getting a, a little bit out there in age, and he's starting to do things a little different, you know. And he even told me that he's going to uh, let me know back in, the, you know, after the summer, and we might actually have him on. So we'll he's see. We're, we're trying to schedule. Uh, he, he's a great guy, his, yeah. he put out a statement recently about his feelings on the whole Jade." Helm thing. The only reason uh-huh. that you know, the only reason that ever blew up is because it's got a cool name. Names Jade are Helm? very important. Yeah, you know, Indeed. like uh, people can make fun of me if they want to, but I do listen to like um, like Alex Jones once in a while, and I'll tell you, some of this yeah. Jade Helm stuff is a little bit on the scary side. I mean, with all these WalMarts closing for plumbing, but no plumbing permits <laughs> are are being pulled in different parts of the country as staging centers and mm. food being coming off of the shelf, certain types of foods that are long-term mm. storage foods are disappearing from the shelves. You know, mm. there, there, there's something going on here, folks. I just don't... Yeah, but it could also be just another attempt to get people to buy those fabulous supplies to keep all the paranormal shows afloat nowadays if you're mm-hmm. on regular terrestrial. Like, I did listen to some of the show that won't be named the other night. I forget why. And, mm-hmm. I mean, there, it, it, the ad actually said that the FEMA, FEMA had come to us, the company, and said, we want to buy your whole entire stock. And we said, yep. no. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that, that's, that's mountain. That's Mountain House. Okay. Uh, food supplies. They do a lot of frozen storage food things. Um, I believe that's very real. Ah, I don't know. Okay, Alan, why do you believe that? Have I mean, what's your personal... By the way, we blew right through the the, uh, break that we had to take on. Sorry. Because you guys just kept going. Can I take a break? We we hang our heads in shame. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we do on here. We hang hang our heads in shame. We're going to go on break. We'll be back. All right, we'll get back to that. All right.
team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Remember, Future Theater could be heard every Monday night at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Bill, that's me, and Nancy, I, Karumba, Burns, and we are broadcasting live right here on PSN Radio. Breaking the walls down. This is radio. This is what people want. To download the podcast, make sure you go to www.futuretheater.com. Roswell. UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. The George Rodriguez show i said the george rodriguez show you don't know george rodriguez wasn't he the guy that filled in for neil rogers yes that george rodriguez what's he like oh he's a short little cuban feller kind of funny looking well when's he on 12 to 3 monday wednesday and friday on soflowradio.com and soflowradio.net the george rodriguez show is much more than adequate This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network, live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, CapricornMembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. Hi, this is Jeff Brady, host of In Other News, heard on Dark Matter Radio on Thursdays. In this strange period where free energy technology is weaponized, dissent is criminalized, and war economies flourish, the human family is being deliberately assaulted on multiple fronts in the food, air, water, and during sleep. 
Yet here we are with information at our fingertips, only to become a slave to the portable digital communication device. You know what you're really communicating. You're screaming to cell phone corporations, please put a chip in me. Past shows have looked at issues involving electromagnetic weapons, satellite stalking, RFID, orgone and organite, illegal fluoridated drinking water for infants, airport radiation scanners, secret societies, energy vampires, psychopathy, surveillance, sex trafficking, disaster capitalism. So tune in to In Other News, Thursdays on the Dark Matter Radio Network, the pioneers of overnight talk radio. All right, everybody, we're back on Skywatchers Radio. By the way, we're going to have open lines for the rest of the way. If you guys want to call in, 786-245-8127. We're expecting to have Steve Bassett on the show tonight. Unfortunately, he's uh, not available. He uh, had a little issue with a flight he took, uh, so we're not going to be able to have him on the show tonight. Uh, We'll reschedule him for another night. Uh, But we're still uh, live with Nancy Burns. If you guys want to call in and talk to Nancy and talk to our caller Lou over here, by all means do so. Open lines the rest of the way. Well, see, it speaks to what Lou was talking about before the break, and that is Steve Bassett is on his way to Contact in the Desert. Contact in the Desert, right. He called, uh, actually, when we were, uh, before we went on break, I was muted for a minute there, and he called me up and he's like i'm so sorry i got my dates confused and and uh you know he wanted actually to be on but he was really bad sound so i was like don't worry about it we'll reschedule for next week and he told me he was doing the contact in the desert stuff this week so there you go you'll be out there these things happen these things do happen well, okay, small so point for you guys uh, small point based on the previous future theater question i had um shoot so angel will know about it alan may not but uh, attorney sheehan danny sheehan had for years said he had made some drawings, I'll use the word drawings, just bear with me, it's not precise, of a UFO that he had seen a photo of in government files. And for years I've been trying to follow him and get him to produce these things. Well, finally the other night on Dr. J's show on this network, uh, Attorney Sheehan said that he believes they were lost in a flood. So finally got the answer to that. Oh, that was How convenient. I'm sorry? How convenient. They were destroyed in a flood. Yeah. Well, he's a very well, honorable person, though. He's one of the most honorable guys on the planet. Right. He basically helped to, uh, you know, he uh, well, he's known for the for anti-war. Um, very, very brave at the end of the Vietnam. I mean, before it was, um, you know, stylish to just, uh, he put his whole career on the line and went to jail, I think, for a while because so of breaking he, in and stuff. Oh, yeah. Daniel Sheehan. Uh, really? Uh, no, Daniel no, no. Sheehan, Dan- really? Daniel Wait, Sheehan. Daniel Sheehan was the attorney yeah. for Ellsberg. Never mind. He was. I'm thinking of Ellsberg, oh. but Daniel Sheehan was his attorney, and, and Daniel Sheehan is a good friend to the UFO community. I consider him as high up mm-hmm. as Jacques Vallée. Yeah, I really do. I'm not saying yeah. I'm sarcastic. I'm actually I'm a little disappointed he wasn't given the importance of these potential sketchings. It's a shame. Maybe he doesn't want to touch it with a foot. Save them. Oh, now, but okay. there's the. Well, okay. There's the ridicule curtain, and he has a bit of a normal career, you know. But he's also said it over and over. He's seen these things. Well, I finally, like I said, I finally found out why he can't produce them, or he says he can't produce them. But he did mention, apparently, that he believes he can sketch some of the symbolism. So I contact in the desert. I'm going to try and 
And I'm not saying this in a harsh way. I'm saying this hopefully in a fun way. I'm going to try and track him down yeah. and get him to produce these things. I think well, it's important. Do you As have? You say, that, I think he has credibility and so forth. Lou, are mm. you are you carrying a small, um, a good like a smallish notebook, not spiral, but sewn in pages like a moleskin or something, but a nice little composition mm. book where you can just hand it to him and say, "Could we do it now?" That's you a good say, point. Yeah, I will. You know, make sh- and make sure the pages are numbered. Yeah, you can number them yourself mm-hmm. before you hand it over or whatever, because the UFO community cares about stuff like this. That's why no spiral, because then you could have ripped it out and so forth and so on. Yeah, it's okay. so sad that in the UFO community, this is what we're reduced to. No, I love it. I Sketches love it. Sketches from an old man. There's no evidence, not, folks. Uh, but it's so but sad. Angel, Angel, when you're an it's old sad, man, it's sad, Nancy. It's not sad. It's it's wonderful that we that we have a chance for it. And if Lou can can sort of mentally sort of set it up in his head, like make sure you have a good pen or a a good sketching pencil or whatever, you know, um, uh, a sharpie type of thing. And I could probably know, also can, record him doing it. But yeah. I, again, people deny everything. But I could probably use my iPhone to. No, no, no. But as I said, if you take. Well, back in the day, we used to have uh, apartment buildings a long, long, long time ago. And we they would still always have get... them. They still have apartment buildings. Yeah, some yeah. places. No, I mean, we, owned, we owned a few. And so, you got them in the uh, hood, Nancy. It's all over the place. Yeah. Well, uh, renters um, uh, renting apartment buildings, uh, uh, landlords are always, always audited. And I, I look forward to the audits because I would always come out with more money. I would take such care with my record keeping that I could always prove that, oh, yeah, I forgot this. And I would walk out with money. And so that's why I learned the secret of um, a, a sewn notebook that, with numbered pages. It's really hard to screw that up. Or Yeah, see? Okay. I thought, you know, if, if, if nobody calls hmm. in uh, on Bella Haven, I have decided that I'll do recipes. I'll do little, you know, hmm. bits. because Cookie um, with, I, Cooking with Nancy Birds. <clears throat> no, I, I, I am... One of the midnight snack. You should call it midnight snacks, or that's in where the I was going. That's midnight right. snacks I'm, in the desert with Nancy Burns. I was one of the people <laughs> responsible for the for that cookbook. Okay, what? you what know cookbook? that horrible cookbook that is this the laughing stock of. Bell I Cab? wouldn't be taking credit for that if I was, you know. Well, I'll tell you why. I can, I'll tell you why. You know, I'll tell you why. The why? most of the recipes uh, came from a cookbook I did years ago called Cheaper and, and Better, and that's kind of where I will get the real recipes if we have right. to fill in the blank. I can give you a recipe for anything, any kind of product in your house or food or whatever, and you can make it yourself. And so I'll put that into the show. But um, when it came time to do that cookbook, Bill um, wrote enough stuff to enough pages. You guys probably know what I'm talking about. You know, there, had to, there was a word no count. Clue. He had, to, he had to, There was a word count he had to meet. Okay, it didn't matter what the words said. It had to be like 50 <laughs> okay. recipes, 350,000 words, something like that. And so he he did a lot of filler with turkey recipes because he just thought that was funny. I don't know why. Nobody likes turkey recipes. There's nothing to do with turkey except have a turkey sandwich. That's about it. Not you know, true. Mayo. Well, turkey casseroles are horrible. They really are bad. And turkey ground up is not so great, you know. Turkey's not the turkey greatest. Burgers, turkey burgers with or or turkey oh, hold on. with rice in them. Mm. Uh, what? Seasoned pro- with rice stuffed in them and green pepper. It sounded like you said lice, right, Nancy? Yeah, yeah. lice. I thought you said ice. Yeah. I-C-E. Rice, oh, okay. rice. 
Lice, lice. Lice, lice will be reduced to, I think, eventually we'll be eating bugs because they're very rice, nutritious. Rice baby. Yeah. Well, does, any, does anybody have a comment about the bee die-off that we are all experiencing? Uh, well, it's been going on, guys, for a long time. I know. I know. Yeah. But I think... But how does that yeah. happen? I mean, with with the amount of uh, bees in captivity, you know, I with think people no. like Santo, populating I, I bees... Think genetic you know, modifications. There no, are the main... So- the main reason is the cheap use of plastic hive starters. They're called like they're like plastic uh-huh. honeycombs. They get the hive started. Uh-huh. They're the uh-huh. wrong size for the bees. That's number one, and it sets them off, and they can't they can't reproduce. They can't do their thing right. It it col- the it doesn't make a firm uh, nest. Oh, I get and it. I think- it ruins the mojo. For their it does. I mean, it's got to be a natural thing. You can't the give them a plastic. Oh, you want to hear the saddest thing I've ever heard? I am telling you, this is so sad. Plus, interesting. The other day, we were watching a TV show, and they were talking about the plight of chicken farmers, how miserably they're treated by Purdue and the Big Five or so. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, the farmers themselves. And you know what? They they have to build all the chicken coops and all the buildings, and they have to find all the equipment and everything, and then Purdue gives them the chicks, and Purdue keeps ownership of the chicks, and then they have to grow the chickens, okay? And guess what? The way they have to do it, they don't want to, but they have to, the chickens can never see sunlight because it makes them fat and sad. They have SAD, and that's what we're eating. It's so sad. So they have sad. I think they cut out their beaks, too. Don't they yeah. cut out their beaks? It's yeah. terrible. But it tastes so good with barbecue sauce. No, but here's mm. the thing, Angel. Here's the thing. If you have enough, if you can find a farmer's market or a friend who can get you fresh chickens and fresh eggs, taste so different from the. Yeah, but here, you you, you throw a little MSG into the mix, little spice sauce into the mix. Okay, I wonder. And it tastes delicious, Nancy. Your mom is a chef. Your mom is a chef. So, did your mother go and find special places to get the chickens, or did she ever kill a chicken in front of you? Uh, oh, actually, she did. First time I yeah. saw that, it, it it ruined my day. It really did. Yeah, me too. She used to actually she used to raise chickens as a kid, when I was a kid, and yeah. you know she would have them for a few weeks and maybe a few months, and they'll get big and stuff. And don't get and then they and then they'll just disappear. You know, yeah. like I didn't know what happened. They would just vanish, and I'd be like, "What happened to the chickens?" And nobody would tell me. And then we all have like a big chicken soup or chicken and yeah. I'd never put two and two together until one day I was like in the sixth or seventh grade, and I'm walking home. And I walk into the room, into the uh, kitchen area, and she's there about to snap the neck of one of the chickens. And she's like, look away. Don't look at this. And Aww. then I looked away, and I hear, and I hear the Aww. snapping of the neck. And, of course, I hear, Bah-bah! and the chicken And my mother dead. used to threaten. She, she used to always say, I'm going to wring your neck the way I wring the chicken's neck. I think anybody out there who's Latino or Cuban would probably have that experience in their life also. Well, it's a, or it's a, Italian. It's a Latino thing. Or Italian, really. really. Or Italian? Latvian. Latvian is another thing I am. So, yeah. I am. You, so, yeah, so, like so, chickens, huh? So, conferences, I've been to, I, I have a feeling that if you're in the UFO field, you're only going to be go, be able to go to so many conferences before you feel upbraided by the thing. You feel like it's something that is, I don't know, you're up past your bedtime or something, or it's for other people. It's, okay, some of the So, you're saying there's a lot of old folks that go to these things. Some, well, some of the conferences <laughs> I've been to have been ridiculously old people, and that's fine. Well, we've but gotten some into the, this conversation about there's no replenishing of of the fan yeah. base. It's just old geezers and 
people there's no real new blood in the community well well lou you were at contact last year was it like that i wouldn't go that far no what would um, you say was the primary age bracket that you saw there I'll say 40s on average. Right. Average. You don't see any teens. You don't see any right. 20-somethings. That yeah, but that's not you bad. You don't see those. You don't see those. We do see, you know, maybe older 20s and 30s. And it's not, you know, more so than 70s and 80s. So to me, that's not that bad. But that's I'm a big improvement so. over how it used to be. <laughs> I mean, that's literally a but big you're improvement, right. you I don't think. See, you don't see teens. You don't see many teens. You know, just two or three. You don't even see, you don't even see the adults bringing their kids. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it don't make sense right. also to have like 30-something, 40-year-olds, you know, show up at these things. Because, look, I'm in my late 30s, and I'm interested in the subject, and a lot of people like myself are interested yeah, in the subject. Yeah, but you would much more enjoy a comedy Yeah. No, not necessarily, Nancy. Money. Not necessarily. Money, it depends on the You've got to travel and, you know, it takes money to attend these things. Right, right. And, yeah, but well, also, Yeah, but that's, that, that's not a good – that's not a, a really good uh, analogy, though, uh, Lou, because uh, the comic book conventions, kids go to that thing, and they spend a, a crap load of money. Oh God! Yes. Okay, but they stay overnight. Well, oh yeah! Uh, oh yeah! Three, yeah. four days. Oh yeah! yeah. I, 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 I know kids. I know kids that drop oh, easily, no. easily a thousand bucks for going to a convention. Here, I'll, I'll put it this oh, okay. way: I went. Are, I went to. These are like me, these are fifteen-year-olds. Here, I, here, check this out. I went to 2011. Uh, in 2011, I went to uh, Comic Con here in Orlando, and actually, you were there, Alan. Yeah, sorry, that's there. that was Beth's show, but she sold it recently. Oh, really? Yeah, Beth sold it oh, to no a Canadian company that owns um, that owns uh, about seven other conventions right now. Oh wow, no kidding. Spree, yeah. Oh wow, I hope they don't change the way it's run because I mean she was not doing for the better. Job. The guest list sucked ass so bad this year; it's not funny. Uh, so so upset. I hate when that happens. I never had that kind of money. Great job growing up. But anyway, as an adult, my my basic yeah, story here: a, a lot of these kids have that money because they have some type of an online business of their own right. that, that gets them, you know, That's whether it's true. artwork or doing something to generate funds. Um, so, yeah, it's it's actually, you know, there are kids there are kids that are spending easily across the year um, a few thousand on these things. More, yeah. than, more than a few thousand dollars to go to these conventions and such. Um, well, I'll put it this way. This is why I brought it up. In 2011, when I went to MegaCon in Orlando, um, I spent about $700 on my trip over the weekend. I had free passes to get into this thing. I paid mostly mm. for my hotel, food, you know, the, the ride, and, you know, the hangout afterwards. Um, but I spent around 700 bucks on my trip for a three-night at, at Orlando. Including swag? Including no, swag. No, that wasn't with swag. Think about well, it. Well, Nancy, stop doing whatever it is you're doing. It's making so much noise. I'm muted. I'm muted. I'm muted. Yeah. Sorry, that, that was been... Lou. That was Lou. No, 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 no that no, might have been no, me. No, 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 that wasn't. Sorry, I that, that was Alan. A By the way, Sorry, I, I, that I, that I, I'm not Alan, but I tweeted you guys links to the series, the ice spots on series, and then someone has videotaped something. They say there's a UFO circling the, the ice spots on series. I tweeted that too. Nancy and to Jackal, the DM okay. Talk Radio, but I don't have Alan's tweet, so whatever that's uh, worth. Uh, Alan doesn't have Twitter, actually. Yeah, actually, I do. I just don't. Do put you it really? Up. Yeah. Shock I don't even know your Twitter. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving it to you. It's for. I'm not. I'm not very happy about that <laughs> other guy. It's for a different project. So, uh, yeah. Oh, the undersea lights. No, no, actually, one of the other projects. Oh, okay. Well, well, I see that you, you I see that you magazines have... online and, and make thousands of dollars, and you could start well, attending the even thing more, about it more is, conferences. Well, well, here's the thing. Um, 
you know, we lost our license to print. So yeah. we can't, yeah. And, yeah. and the guy was so nasty about it. He basically, see, once, uh, how can I put this? He didn't believe in digital anything. So he never, uh, anytime I tried to learn anything digital and tried to supplement the print process with something snazzy digital, like the website or something, you know, that would be just time that would be like a hobby. I'd do it if I could. But my main, um, my main responsibility was to get the magazine out. And I did 24, 23 months in a row of every single month that thing came out uh, by myself. So, so I got run down from just trying to do that. Um, well, there's a little more yeah. to the story. You were also took a little hiatus to write a certain novel, which... Well, that's the thing. Um, the thank Waiting you. Wife. No, 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 no. Waiting Wait Wife is... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Do you remember... Uh, let's see here. Uh, this is before we got together, Angel. This is before Dark Matter came to be. Um, uh, Bill Burns, it was George Norrie's ghostwriter forever. You know, right, for all the big right. books and stuff. And um, one of the books in the line in the queue was a fiction. And I was tasked with uh, bailing Bill out on the cookbook, first of all. I was going to take out all the turkey placeholders and start putting in real stuff. You know, putting because it's a book that kind of kept getting pushed aside and we weren't getting any cooperation. At this point, we were the redheaded stepchildren of that partnership, is the best way you can put it. Um, you know, the only time we communicated was if there was a check to be dispersed. Um, um, it was yeah. friendly. Yeah. yeah. What? Slanders. What? Just saying. Too much. I don't know. No, um, Bill seems to think the truth. Of course, Bill's not down here anymore, so he would be kicking me if I'm saying something libelous. But anyway, so the thing was I, I finally uh, was writing, working on this novel, and, and the magazine just went to hell in a handbasket. I couldn't do both. I couldn't do a novel and do the radio show and do the magazine. So I just did the novel. You know, I put my eggs in that basket. And I, I, I should never go to the racetrack because, really, it was the wrong, the wrong horse because the novel right, got, right. got canceled. Well, you took a chance. Yeah. Took a yeah. chance. Well, and also, and also because we had already been just paid. The irony. What? Just some irony in all that. Because not only yeah. did you get kicked in the you-know-what by that person, but also... It had a flow-through effect, which also was another kick yeah. in the you-know-what. You know, but, but you know what? I needed to get out of the magazine because, oh, well. I mean, just like everybody else who's listening here, I wasn't born into the UFO field. I had a regular life before I fell into the UFO field, and I'm sort of glad to be kicked out for a bit because now I'm back in because I want to be in, not because um, my husband worked a deal with the Eckers and to get them, pay- oh, it's long. What a mess! Yeah, yeah. Little, 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 yeah. Little, yeah. the the history. But anyway, yeah. yeah so we got to really move past the the Eckers. The Eckers. Way too much. Well, you know, I'd love to have I'd love to have Vicky on Bellahaven um, with me at some point or as a guest or something. I don't think we're going to have many guests. We're only going to have casual people who want to talk, not people that want to sell. You know, so Products. so there's no guests who don't require preparation. That that kind of guess what? That's going to be I don't know weird if you want to sell any sponsor ads or sell anything because huh. you know. No, I think all you need are ears point. ears to sell sponsors. I think sponsors just want people to listen. And quite frankly, I believe if we don't have a show, um, I believe the world will blow up. I think there'll be such a <laughs> pent up interest in Art Bell that of people who want to talk that the, there'll be a little 
burst out of the newest. I don't know, Nancy. You know, at, 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 look, when our bell's done at 3 in the morning, you know what I want to do? Sleep. Well, then you won't be my listener. But I guarantee I want you. To, people the, the, who work in I want to. I want to pull a. I want to pull a. I want to pull a Carla Anderson and just. Well, the thing is, I'm up anyway, and that's the that's the dirty little secret. I'm up anyway. That's you know, true. I you do spend a whole be, lot of time working on stuff. I don't understand why, but my schedule is flipped, and I'm lucky because I'm at the re, re, you know I'm at, I'm at an old enough age that I can work around the clock. I can work my own hours, and it's delightful. Just exciting. By the and, way, yeah. I, I, uh, I linked uh, you guys here on Skype a uh, link that I just came across. It's a bizarre hovering UFO light, uh, which the alien uh, chaser, as he's being called, uh, claims is the real deal. And I'm looking at this uh, right now. Are you guys checking that out? Nice. Well, that looks like the Belgian Triangle, doesn't it? Kind of, sort of, right? Absolutely. And that's really never been debunked. That's one of the ones, if people want to know where to start, you might start with a thing called the Cometa Report and the Belgian Triangle Mystery. Or, uh, see, here's the thing. We had a guy on last week, or last Monday, on Future Theater, and you had him on as well. His name is Bill Hall, H-A-L. William J. Hall, yes, ma'am. William J. Hall. And that's this kind of story that gets you excited again, if you ask me. Because he's reporting about something a whole bunch of policemen were in the kitchen and wrote reports about the refrigerator lifting up, you know, and then filed it all away. And then when people said, oh, it's a hoax, even if it's impossible to hoax it, you know, coming from a magician but you know well i don't know coming there's from a, there's, magician, a general, there's a general who testifies to the uh, recording of flight characteristics of, a, of an object that are way beyond anything that nato could perform at the time we're getting back what to the general triangle. oh the general yeah, yeah. No, i don't yeah i don't know we, here yeah here the uh, as far as uh, the the whole thing of uh, the lifting up of the refrigerator, Nancy. Uh, if it's a magician involved, I don't put anything past a magician being able to do something like that. I had a magician blow my mind away with a trick he did in front of me. There, There's no possible way this person could have pulled this off. It's just impossible, and he did it. And I have no idea how he did it. He would never tell me how he did it, but he did it. Uh, I don't put anything anything. What was past that? Magicians. What was that? Did you just magic. hear something weird? Oh, magic. magic. That was the other guy. Yeah, that was the other guy. Well, well, here's shout outs, uh, by the way, shout-outs to David Darkstone. On, uh, and he's a Las Vegas magician. He's a friend of mine, David Darkstone. And he did an, a trick one day in front of me. Like I said, I've, I, there's no explanation for it. None. Uh, by the way, the uh, video I was talking about here a couple seconds ago, the bizarre hovering UFO okay. lights. Yeah, I'm going to post it on Twitter right now. If you guys want to check out my Twitter uh, over on the, the Twitter of the Jackal, uh, I just posted it on there. Lou, yeah. you can go ahead and uh, retweet okay. that to, uh, to the audience. Yeah, that's nice. Oh yeah, nice. I, I saw that. Right, I, uh, I, I know where I saw that before. Yeah, um, there's a guy well, who. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you guys, all of you, know about the Dark Knight and can describe it? Uh, uh, I'm yeah, a well, familiar with it. Well, Christopher Nolan uh, did a fantastic job with the Dark Knight. Not that's him. not where Don't, she was going with it but. because it's not called the Dark Knight. It's called the Black Knight. Okay. Well, you're right. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Dark Knight is Batman, Nancy. Yeah, I, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But Christopher love... Nolan really not—he really knocked that one out of the park, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. I'm wa- <laughs> see. I'm watching something right now that's so bizarre. Nobody else is watching it, and Bill and I are totally, utterly hooked. We are going to probably finish it tonight, and it's on Netflix right now. It's called Granite. Flats, F-L-A-T-S. Granite Flats. Granite Flats. It's a little bit of Dark Skies. It's a little bit of Mad Men. 
it's all about MK Ultra. It's set in the '60s. It has a no dark kidding. skies vibe. Nice. Um, oh, but it's oh, so oh. interesting in that. But here's the weird part that I can't I can't rock. I can't get my head around this. Um, you know how you see who? Um, okay, Netflix came to this company. This is now there. There are three seasons now on Netflix. Okay. One, two, three. Okay, and it's a it's a it's got to be young adult right. because there's grown ups in it and there are children in it. And the children are growing like weeds between season one and two. They're like, whoa, you know, and now the season three. Anyway, and all kinds of movie stars are starting to cluster and come into the show as the season progresses. Like uh, Dr. Brown from Future, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Oh, okay. okay. And then uh, one Great of Bill's Scott. favorite. Marty. Yeah, and then one of Bill's, it, 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 this guy was in Bill's movie uh, called Riverman. Chris, uh, uh, he was in Princess Bride. He played the prince. What's uh, the, Carrie the, 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 the doesn't seem like very big stars if you can't even remember the name. Carrie Eulis. Do you know how to say his name? Elwis. 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 Carrie Elwis. Elwis. And he okay. played the he played the river man. Um, he played uh, Ted Bundy in, okay. in the movie. Okay. So anyway. And so he can play a really sweet guy, but he can play a really evil guy. He's playing a really evil guy on this. Okay. Now, so it's all about MK Ultra and, and the experimentation and stuff. And it, it's a little magical, but here's the thing. It's where it's coming from. Netflix came to this company and said, let's put it on Netflix. And it did it just a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's a Mormon production. It's from Brigham Young University, BYU. Okay. And it's a really huh. well done production. It's really cleanly lit. There's a little bit of, in other words, I can't get my head around you like who the good guys it's also weird in that the even within the MK Ultra team are good guys and bad guys so it's pretty interesting so and but it's so i don't know what it is oh i know what it is it's set in like 62 63 i was the exact age of the young kids and so was bill basically these were our this was how we were when we were that age and it's really accurate with the wallpaper and the clothes and this, you know, just the outfits and the. There's a cute guy, cute little short Jewish guy. There's the tall. Alan. Uh, no, there's <laughs> Thank the cute. You. Exactly. There's always the cute. That's that's the Bill character, and then there's the tall, a geeky kind of computery guy, and that's one Me? of the. And then there's yeah, and then there's the beautiful Asian, in this case Korean girl, very smart. My so, future wife. Oh, uh, yeah. So anyway, so uh, I, I highly recommend it and would love to have a conversation with somebody who has seen it and why the Mormons. Are the Mormons that cool? Crazy? It's, it's cool. Oh. It's, it's weird. It's, it, it, I don't know. It's interesting. You know, there's a lot of uh, uh, post-traumatic stress. Everybody who's in the military, and this is the Vietnam stuff now and Korean stuff, everybody's got PTSD, period. If you have a, if you have a veteran... He's going to snap at some point. And that's I agree. They all got a bunch of STDs. I agree. All of them. Yeah. Indeed. So anyways, Granite Flats, um, that's, as, that's as cartoony as you can get on one level. Indeed. You know? Now, what, what about the, the, the – I have no idea either. Uh, but you mentioned something about the Black Knight satellite. What about it, though? What what'd you bring it up? Oh, well, that's the thing. Uh, okay, that's a true mystery. And Alan can tell us. I, I think it's a true mystery that has been on recorded on video. It's sort of like no good explanation. 
Well, well the story, there's, there's yeah, the massive story, photos of it. There's yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: the, the uh, story has its origin. Hold on, Alan. Hold on, Alan. Yeah. The story has an origin from 1954. That's where it actually originated from. Actually, uh, so, no Tesla uh, in 1909. Well, no Tesla. Did what? Didn't, he, what he what did, says that he was receiving radio frequent. He says he was getting radio transmissions from high in orbit. That did not originate on the Earth, and he thinks yes, that it that's, was... That's so that's the rumor, but the first official report started in 1954. That's when newspapers... Well, Alan, do you know where Tesla it. wrote about this? Because I'm working on a Tesla Hyperzine book. book um, I could find it for you. Don't ask me for it right now. Okay, I, will, I, will, I, don't, I, will know, I don't know if there's... Yeah, I don't know if there's any Tesla document you can actually read on the subject. Oh, there's rumor. tons. That's what no, no, but I think I on. think it's more rumor than anything else. Or well, no, but he left a lot of writing. He left a lot of scientific. Oh, yeah, no. writing. The yeah. the government took it all, and they no, no, no. There's a lot online, and if you're yeah, that's the government what, confiscated a lot of. Of course, yep. but here's the thing: if you're an engineer, and believe me, I was talking to Olaf Phillips this week. He's an engineer. He's on the same trail that I am. I believe that if we can get this really antique stuff that maybe appeared in one magazine, because Olaf, and he's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks. Olive? He, Olive, Olaf. exactly. Olaf, <laughs> he is, wants to build a snowman. Yes. Okay. Olaf. Well, you know, this is the first time. Every time I, I meet somebody smart, I always throw that person and, and Olive together with the idea that maybe, you know, I know he's smart, but I can never understand him. Now that I'm learning stuff. First, I learned programming in between, and now I'm learning audio. Now, when he says something, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I had a great conversation with him where I understood stuff. So, where, where are you going with where, because Jack London wrote a, a short story about a, a red orb coming to Earth in 1918. I don't what, know where you're this, going which with book, your. Which book is it? Which book is Jack London's? I will. I'll send you a copy. I'll send you a copy because I happened oh, cool. to look at it the other night. It's called the. I think it's called the red one or the big red one. But I'll send it to you. I, I'm not sure where you're going with this older. Well, older I'll tell you where I'm going. Line. I'm telling. I'll tell you where okay. I'm going. Uh, and uh, and Olive and I have the same exact idea. Over the course of the UFO magazine situation, over the ten years or so, fourteen, people have sent me uh, things they don't want to throw away. Things that maybe were in a grandfather's attic or something they don't want to throw away. So here, just take them. And antique magazines from the 30s. Um, bits Newspaper of articles. Yeah, people's collections of stuff. And so Olive and I both agree that if we could scan all this stuff in and make it available, then people who can read this stuff and understand it, what if as you get closer and closer to Tesla's real lifetime, which was, I think he died when, 1912? 45? No, no. Tesla died in 45-ish. Okay, so as you get closer... It's funny because he died right after the war ended, and then he died, and then Roswell happened a couple years later, which is why I contend... Coincidence? There is no coincidence there. I think that he was working on some UFO technology. Yeah, I agree. The government took all the stuff he was working on. They inherited all these scientists from Nazi Germany. Werner von Braun and all these guys and they said they said well you guys were working on a Hanebu this guy was working on a UFO what do we got boys what can we create here and and they've been working on black budget projects ever since that issued God bless you that also helped the uh, NASA space program over the years I mean they did so much black work black budget projects that it's crazy and a lot of that stems directly from Tesla's work I'm telling you I'm almost 100% convinced that almost all the UFOs that we see in our night sky are Originated originated from Tesla's work. Maybe some. Interesting Maybe theme. Some. I'm almost sold on it because all years in 1918, um, it there's no technology reference. It's just the mere fact that someone would envision 
a red orb coming from outer space, landing on a mm-hmm. on an island, and the natives worshiping it. I just think it's pretty interesting ah. that someone would even think ah. that way. But this is and Jack London, yeah. Okay. Yes. I'll, I'll send yeah, you a copy. It's Available yeah, just like, save those links for me. I will put that together. But cause here's my idea, and same thing with Olaf. I mean, Olaf just recently bought Steam Shovel Press, and if you're of a certain age, Steam I Shovel have, Press. I know that. I know yeah. that. Yeah. And that's the thing. What he bought was the complete set, and he's digitizing them and making them available. And, and he and I were talking about what to do about UFO Magazine. It's not mine to do anything with. I don't know what yet, but I might be able to repurpose it, thus the hyperzine. So anyway... My thought with Tesla was the closer we could get to stuff that was written in his lifetime or stuff that was written by him, he he liked to write articles for the IEEE Society. And if you're an old-timey computer user, the IEEE is old-timey, really nerdy guys. You know, I'm sure. Do you know what I'm talking about, IEEE? Nope. I do not. Okay. Nobody on this card knows now. No? Okay. It's engineering something. No idea. IEEE is the name of a chip. It's like, it would be like a, um, IEEE, it stands for the International Engineering uh, Society. It's an engineering group. IEEE, E-E-E, I-E-E-E. And Tessa liked writing papers for them. It's it, These were his peers, okay? And he just loved the joy of sharing what he was doing. It's like open source. And so I think if regular people today who... You know, our engineers can read this stuff close to when it was written. You know, it's it hasn't been uh, telephone. There's been no telephone game applied to this material. Okay, this is pretty pretty close to when it was written. So, a, a good engineer might find stuff. Get mm-hmm. the telephone game reference. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, because stuff gets distorted. I mean, you'll see that all the good, te- all the books about Tesla basically uh, copy the same stuff from this this one article. Interesting. And so, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like the idea of going back to Tesla's own stuff. It's very tedious gathering this, but it's 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 in Gutenberg, I believe. It's in Internet Archive. It's around, and mm-hmm. people send and? stuff. See, stuff drops off the internet too. Did you know that? If it doesn't, the, yep. sure, but you can find it. You go into no. the way back say that again. Say that again. The Wayback Machine does you? not. <laughs> no, seriously, the Wayback Machine. It drops stuff after a while. It can't. It does not keep oh, all of it. That. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I used to have before there were blogs. Uh, there were journals, a daily, you know, online journals, and uh, web logs that we called them. They weren't called blogs. They were called web logs, and journals mm-hmm. were a little more personal. They were, you know. People would write every day, right? And so uh, my perforated lines was the name of it. It was in the Wayback Machine for a long, long time. And then it just kind of, it it, it would nip off a month, and then it would nip off a year, and then it was gone. Oh, Sorry to hear that. Yep. Oh, well. Getting old. Um, old Remember, Nancy, actually, you corrected me on an artist's name, a male, female name. I thought it was female. You told me it was male who painted some orbs. I'm just trying to bring other things that may be in the gestalt at the time for Tesla if that's where you're going yeah. with this. Just you're remember the about, artist? You're talking about Marcel, uh, not Marcel Proust. You're talking about uh, René Descartes. René, no, not Descartes. Not Descartes. René, it's René, René is his first name and he, uh, okay. what's his last name? He's a, um, oh lordy, uh, I'll find I him. I was fascinated by the orbs. 
I mean, actually, I sent a copy to Jacqueline. and Jacqueline kind of showed you his shoulders. Well, not only that. Remember, but, yeah, there's Escher. Yeah, look up Escher. No, yes. Renee Magritte, Magritte, Magritte. Who? Okay, M-A-G-R-I-T-T-A, Magritte. Is that helpful to you? I just mean in terms of setting up a a sense that there's an, uh, you know, something going on out in outer space. Well, that, that there that's... is. Okay, yeah, well, that will help. Oh, I have no that's doubt that there's one, something going on out there. And like, did, how much stock do you put into uh, the conversation of the '80s? There, they were all they're working on the Star Wars program, putting a a beam on on the moon, and that was you know big talk in the '80s and '90s, right? Guess what? That's all smokescreen. They've been on the moon. They've been on Mars. They've been all over the the, <laughs> the solar system. I'm pretty sure there is stuff all over Mars, like that article earlier. See, I'm not I, doubting I, any of that. I tend toward we never left this planet. I don't agree you know? with that. Look, first of all, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Okay, if, if you're in the UFO field, if you believe that a ship crashed at Roswell, if you believe we've been back engineering these aircrafts for no. 70 years, hold on. If people believe this stuff, then they have to kind of jump the gun and say, "Well, okay, well, no. we could travel through the cosmos if we have this no. technology." No. What if? What if the then van we don't have any of it. so badly damaged the vessels no. that go through it? It's Nancy, the but then, then, then hold on. Then, then how are the UFOs coming to Earth, Nancy? That's what I'm saying. What if that's why they crash? One what if crash. it doesn't even help? That's what out I'm of, saying. What? Out of 4.6 billion years, we know of a few crashes. It, it, it's going to happen. No, but what I'm saying here is, I don't know for sure. I, I, I have found the people who think we did not go have some credible arguments, like the spacesuit. It would be easy enough to put that to rest. Get the spacesuit that the guys were wearing, and see will it fit through the door? It's uh, you know I'd love somebody to actually who's near New Mexico could do that. Actually, Lou, where? Yeah, yeah contact in the desert is not that far from the. What's the space uh, range that's for for tourists? Uh, the missile range. range. That, it's uh, White Sands. White Sands is near Roswell. Yes, it's near right. Roswell. Not so much contact in the desert, Southern California. Roswell's over oh, in New Mexico. Oh, oh, that's oh, like, wait. I'm okay. I'm confusing it with. Um, okay, where is contact in the desert? Is that the one out by Big Joshua Tree? Joshua okay. Tree. Okay. It's uh, to me that there's a big splot of yellow on the map. It's Los Angeles, not the not the people who grew up here, but it's on the far right side of the yellow splot. Okay. Um, that's not very helpful. But I mean, I'm kind of toward the middle right, San Bernardino's more to my right, like Los Angeles and the oceans to my left. To right. me, that's all right. Los Angeles. Okay, so it's it's an hour from me, and I'm like maybe a half hour from Pasadena. Mm-hmm. As you keep going. Okay. Yeah, we've done we've we've plied those roads. We've done our we've done our patriotic duty and gone to the conventions for sure. Uh, there used to be one called uh, Big Rock. There was a really really big rock, and they used to have conventions out at. Hence the rock. name. That's a Joshua Tree. That's a Joshua Tree. I'm okay. pretty sure that's a Joshua Tree. Yeah. Right. And out here where we live, there's a really long island, and it's called Long Island. <laughs> no, it's well, true. With you, that, <laughs> but if you, uh, we ended up living down at one end of it, way at the end by um, by Massachusetts, by Connecticut, by the end of the earth, basically. And then we would have to come all the way back four hours of driving on one long island. And you say that at, at a certain point, wow, this is really a long island. <laughs> That's how it got its name, for sure. I'm, I'm sure it's a little bit. 
the, well, the we don't have time to. Uh, we don't have time. Well. We actually got to go. We got uh, only a couple minutes left uh, before we no, got to wrap it up. So wait, wait, uh, yeah, wait. Luke, what were you gonna, wait. What were you going to say anyway? Really fast. Make it quick. Me, yes. just the languaging of the creeks and so forth, and Chamonix, Susquehanna. It's a beautiful language. That's all. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Nothing to do with UFOs. Just a very, very nice but, language. But it's our star ancestors for sure. <laughs> well, thanks again. Thanks, Lou, for, uh, for calling. Yeah, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Thank you, Lou. Nancy Burns, thanks for calling in and uh, and uh, taking over the show again. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And gee, just think, in just a few, 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 54 or so days, we'll be all about tired. About All talking about our bell, yeah. And how, by the and way, so, well, next week you're going to have Steve Bassett. Maybe. Well, we're we're gonna have Steve Bassett on. Probably won't be next week. We'll we'll fi- figure it out when we're gonna have him He'll on. He'll probably be in recovery from the event. So. Probably, okay. but next week we are starting a new segment also on the show called Rich's Report, and that's gonna be with our good friend Rich Giordano, who's gonna join us for about oh, thirty minutes every couple be of weeks. Exciting. And he's gonna give us a little bit of uh, Rich's reports from the world of ufology. You know, Buckle he has up. his own twist on ufology. <laughs> so that's gonna be yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's like uh, remember John Belushi would be uh, when he would give his reports, you know, like on the earliest of Saturday Night Live, and he would start to talk in his chair, and then he would flip over backwards and and, and rage. Yeah, I don't know if flipping over backwards on radio has the same kind of effect, though, so I hope it doesn't Rich, I think that's what I picture. (laughs) That's about right. That's about right. Well, listening to Rich sometimes makes you want to flip over backwards, but... It'll be interesting. To uh, next week we do have a guest, though. Uh, Larry Seekander is going to be back on the show, and I know you remember that name, right, Alan? Yes, I do. That's right. Larry Seekander is going to be back on with us. He hasn't been and here. And what for is his book months, or so. story? Uh, many books, many different things he talks about. Nancy, uh, mostly it's a little artifact. It's a UFO medal, a piece of metal that belonged to a UFO, uh, which he's getting checked uh, and verified to be of non-Earth origin. Yeah. So Larry Seekander, he's been on before. He's actually a really great guest, really, really good guy. So had a lot of fun when he was on before. And, uh, oh, yeah, he was a fun on. one. Yeah, he <laughs> was good. Um, it's uh, about that time, folks. We had to uh, start wrapping up. Nancy Burns, uh, let's plug the show again. Who do you have on coming up this week on Future Teatros? We have we have the head of the Bell Gab Forum, Michael Van Diemen. MV, right? MV. And everybody's saying... Really? He's going to be on? And, and it seems Why like... Not? I think he's a prickly kind of guy, so it should be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Well, that's going to be you fun. Because he has a tendency, like Rich, to fly into a rage. Yes. Actually, him and Rich would be a really good duo for a radio show. What do you think? No, don't think so. Rich and Envy. <laughs> Rich and Envy. They're both too strong a personality. You need yeah, to be th- kind of... Think about that name, though. Rich and Envy. Ah, it's nice. Huh? Rich That's and Envy. Nice. Yeah. That's a nice ring to it, right? Yeah, it does. Bella Haven has Rich. a nice ring, too. Bella Haven. Oh, yeah, thanks for the shameless plug. Another yeah. another one? That's like uh, E.T., uh, let's talk, uh, you know, our friend. Uh, By the way, s- since Costa. my clock says we have five more minutes, were there any blasts through the A-hole? No, not this week. Uh, the, the A-hole was uh, closed for repairs this weekend. Okay. Right. Uh-oh. Yeah, somebody flooded well, the, uh, the A-hole again and, you know. Yeah. I thought that was up. in Walmart, but that's a whole other story. That's a different story. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that next week on the show here. Yeah, you should talk right. about that. Yeah, do some more research and gather stuff up, and I'll research 
the Black Knight properly, and you guys research. <laughs> Alex, By the you way, got it right. It's not the it's the Black Knight, not the Dark Knight. That's right. Now here's check this out. Uh, an object that that object was photographed in 1998. I don't know if you, you two know about this, but it was photographed during the STS uh, 88 mission. Yeah. Uh, they, and yeah. Uh, this uh, supposed alien artifact. This was what NASA said they think this uh, this thing was on their on their photo. They think it was a thermal blanket that had been lost during an EVA, according to the right. uh, report. That's what sure. they think they photographed. It so sounds like a, a monolith, doesn't it? It kind of does, but forget, of course, of the fact that there's reports going before 1998 of this thing. Uh, you know, they just so happen to lose a thermal blanket at the same time they're taking pictures where this thing supposedly is at. Exactly. Known about. How ironic, huh, NASA? Never a straight answer. Never. Well, well, well. Exactly. And they the Black Knight is are. another one of the many mysteries within ufology. One of the many things that we tackle on Skywatchers Radio and on the Dark Matter Radio Network. So for you digital guys network. listening. Digital network. I got to get used to the whole digital network thing. Mm-hmm. Still bugs me. Got to get used to that. Dark Matter Digital Network. Bella slash Haven. Bella dash Haven. Like PSN dash radio. Yes. To find these shows, you have to do the put the dash in. Just you, you know, we'll we'll, we'll 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 command we'll get to the bottom of it. Put yeah. the dash in. Put the dash in, guys. We'll be back next week with Larry Seekander, of course. Future theater on Monday. Soon we'll be able to say stick around for Art Bell, but not yet. Yeah. But do stick around. There's always great programming on the Dark Matter. And then Radio we can Network. say stick around for some nice Bella Haven after Art Bell. We'll say that too. I won't be, be saying that. I'll, I'll be saying. Yes, you will. You're going to be so proud. You're going to be proud like a like a dad. You're going to be. This I'm gonna is going to be. I'm going to be snoring baby. like. I'm going to be snoring like my dad. You're going to be so <laughs> proud, and then you're going to say it's your idea. That's how I'll know it's come full circle. <laughs> I will. I will. I will steal that. By the way, Nancy, I will say it's my idea. I'll say completely, hundred percent. I thought of it. I okay. gave her the idea. She ran with it. Yeah, true. That's what I'll say, guys. Yeah. This is Taxman with Tim Brenham. Listen in. It's a good song. <laughs> we'll be back next week on Good the Skywatchers Radio Good.